You guys aren't gonna believe it. My audio is messed up again. Ralph messing up his audio? No way. So because of some really specific technical problem that's very hard to explain, my recording is all glitchy, we sent the audio file over to Elon Musk, and he did his best to fix it. But there's only so much he can do. So yeah, sorry about that. Uh, bye. Three, two, one. So the reason why that was played off my phone and not an impression okay. is because coming up to it, I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't fucking stomach it. There are some things that just make you feel you, way too cringy. I would cringy. Love to see you try doing it. No. No, you should have done it. Can you not do that? I'm back at this. Again. I'm mm. back. Yeah. It's, it makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> We're starting on a cast, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> let me, yeah, let me introduce ourselves. The, 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 the whole, no, we're not restarting the episode, because if I start the episode like that, then people restart. will just leave. People who have never heard our podcast before will be like, ah, just irritated, turn it off, like if they haven't already. But let, let's introduce right. ourselves first, and then I'll give it a shot. But I won't okay. feel proud of myself. Uh, this is Sardonicast. I'm Adam from Your Movie Sucks. I'm Ralph from YouTube.com slash Ralph Movie Maker. And I'm Alex from IHE. I'm Beak. Uh. <laughs> hey everyone, this is Joe for Joey's Super Cool Food Reviews. I'm Beak. It's so early. It's so early <laughs> to be right now. I can't. Ralph, what about, what about your I'm back? Let's hear your I'm back. My voice <laughs> no. is broke. Now nah, come on, no, I'm, I'm Beak. But then I agree to do this. Fuck that. I nah, come on. I don't, even know what... I, don't, I don't remember it. So. I'm weak. Just... Come on. <laughs> it's not no. hard. All right. No, it's just okay. Well, everyone's gonna be really pissed at you, and that's your fault. So whatever. Yeah, that's all right. I can take it. <laughs> <laughs> He's used to it. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, just past eleven a.m., and I feel very tired. We oh, it's 11 a.m. and you're tired. Yeah, what time I did know. you go to bed? Well, you know, um, probably <laughs> like actually midnight, but it, it's not, it's never like consistent sleep. I don't know. It's it's like broken up. I had so many fucked up weird nightmares, and I think it's also because the heat in my house isn't working properly. So I'm wearing a jacket right now, but I'm tired. Uh, <laughs> we were all... Yeah, we're all okay, feeling fair enough, fair enough. fine and dandy here on the most happiest, great. exciting podcast that has ever been created of all time. Well, I haven't been feeling great recently. Want to know why? Yes. Why? I, I caught a disease. <laughs> for for <laughs> real. <laughs> what? You ever heard of born, Bornholm <laughs> disease? You ever heard of this? I have no. no idea what you're talking about. Your boy got Bornholm disease. What the? It's just a virus that makes it so it's really hard to breathe. No, I'm serious. I'm not joking. Can you spell it out? I I don't know what you're saying. (laughs) B O R N, like like baby being born. Born. Then H O L M. Born Born home. home. Really difficult to say. Okay. Yeah, Google it. It's real. Very sorry. It's real. Yeah, it was hard. You have it. Genuinely thought I was going to die. Jesus. It's gone now because it's yeah. That sucks. It's gone now, but it was nasty. It It was nasty, but nasty. No, it was only four days or so. 
yeah, it can oh, last okay. like a few weeks, but luckily I got a good immune system, so it got poo pooed away. But so you just like couldn't breathe for a few days, or what? Well, it's like you could. I could only breathe extremely shallow breaths, Ugh. which um, if you wake up and then suddenly it hurts to take anything deeper than you know the most shallow breath possible, it's a bit of a panic moment. Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, nasty. I've never heard of that before. That's horrific. I'd never heard of it, but my dad happens to be a microbiologist and was <laughs> like, oh, those are the symptoms of this really obscure disease. Wow. And I was like, oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> How do you think you got it? Rolling uh, around the same in way the you get dirt. any virus or infection. <laughs> yeah. It's probably, you know, buying a carrot at the supermarket. Oh, yeah. Mm. Fucking so carrots. carrots. That's crazy. Nope. Oh, that's Those fucking carrots. Always do it. <laughs> Uh, okay, move on. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was interesting. Thanks. It was. It, well, yeah. I mean, it's good to know you're not dead yet. Yeah, I'm happy you're not dead, Alex. Yeah, uh, you'll get me one day. Yeah, get born it'll get all of us day. one day. You'll all get born home before you know it. <laughs> um, we all. Uh, so basically, we all watched the Spider-Man movies. And usually for the podcast, we wait until, you know, further into the episode to talk about them. But there's three different movies. And also, we kind of want to talk about the amazing Spider-Man mm-hmm. movies. So we figured we'd just jump right into it. Uh, apparently, Ralph rewatched the amazing Spider-Man films. I rewatched the second yeah, one because it's them. hilarious. I don't think Alex rewatched either of those, but he definitely watched no, the... No, I'm very familiar with them, though. Yeah, he watched the yeah. Raimi trilogy. We've all seen again. them a few times. Yeah, so why don't we uh, why don't we start? I guess Alex and I will just talk from memory about the the amazing Spider Man film. But Ralph, you why don't you why don't you introduce it? I guess we're gonna say spoiler warning for all of these. By the way, yeah, for all of them. What do you want me to say, man? They're terrible. I I just watched them to confirm that the Sam Raimi ones were better, and yeah, they're a hundred percent way. Way better than Mark Webb's. <laughs> Do you think Sony hired Mark <laughs> Webb because of his name? Hundred <laughs> percent. Why else? That's the only reason. This... He's a terrible director. He's never made a good movie. That Five Hundred Days of Summer movie is like the corniest fucking bullshit I've ever seen. And yeah. I hate the Amazing Spider-Man movies. <laughs> I hate them. They're so bad and corny and poorly made. And they lack none of the style or the charm of those original movies at all. The writing is awful. The villain was terrible. Just everything about him. But it's a lizard man. Such a shame. Yeah. The lizard lizard could be kind of cool, I guess. Actually, that's the thing about Spider-Man. He has some goofy-ass villains. So if you don't have a goofy tone or like some kind of visual flair going on, it is really hard to pull pull off these characters. Especially someone like the lizard. It was like, way too to serious. And Peter Parker was so not Peter Parker. He acted like some like uh, he was too hot. Oh, yeah. I have cool hair. And he I'm wasn't on a nerdy skateboard. anymore. Not, no, it wasn't nerdy at all. Tobey Maguire is a fucking dork in those uh, Spider-Man <laughs> movies. And Tom Holland sells it well. And well, yeah, Miles Tom Holland's the fun. one that looks most like. A young person, <laughs> most like a kid. Yeah, he looks like so he's fifteen years old. Yeah, yeah. He's like a combination. He takes the best parts of both. He's yeah. like a realistically mm-hmm. kind of dorky, 
but a bit hot kind of guy, you know? Yeah. Whereas the uh, other two are a bit too far in each direction. Yeah. Tell me Maguire's ugly? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. yeah we'll get into that when we talk we'll, about this. We'll get into but... that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stop saying that. That's very mean. <laughs> oh, we'll stop at the end of the podcast. Okay. I don't remember too much about the first Amazing Spider-Man because it was, like, so boring. I consider the second one to be just absolutely hilarious. Mm-hmm. All I remember about the first one is the uh the the uh n- the the tape or whatever on it on his camera that said property of peter parker and that was the plot device because yeah. the lizard found oh, the camera and it was like oh it has yeah. peter parker's name on it <laughs> now i know God, who his stupid. camera this is this like, kid is supposed to be like a scientific genius yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> literally left his name on it and uh yeah. yeah i mean i like the lizard dude but that's about it you like him? Not not his character. The aesthetics. I can't his motiv- he has the worst motivation. It's like I want to turn everyone in the city into the lizards. I know. Why? Because <laughs> my arm didn't grow. <laughs> yeah, why? <laughs> That's so dumb. Yeah. Uh, you know the one scene I remember though. One thing I remember about that first Amazing Spider-Man movie is oh god, it, it really encapsulates what they got wrong with it. Is that bizarre scene where Epic, cool, hot Spider-Man is kind of figuring out his powers while Coldplay is playing in the background and he's skateboarding around like a warehouse. That scene sucks. Yeah, there seems to be (laughs) a lot of like like cross-promotion brand opportunities and shit (laughs) the uh, Amazing Spider-Man films. It's like Sony just, just they couldn't even dial it back a notch. And in Amazing Spider-Man 2, it gets so, so much worse, but... Yeah, I, the, the reason why I didn't watch the first one again is because it's just, like, waste of time, boring. Yeah, what's the point? Like, there's, it's not a fun experience. Like, I, I would put no. everybody in the room to sleep if I put it on. Yeah. That, well, that film's just so lame. Well, movie to keep the rights to Spider-Man, as far as I know. Because mm-hmm. you have to do something with property every once in a while. Otherwise, you lose the rights. I think it was something yeah. like that. Yeah, so I think it was something like that. they just made that movie, and it, it yeah. totally feels like a movie that was made for that reason, because of just how bland it is. It wasn't like Spider-Man 3 didn't make money, though, was it? So that yeah. was literally it. I mean... Yes, but just those originals are so stylish and, and fun, and the music is great, and, and then the music in the Amazing Spider-Man movies is the blandest fucking temp music you can imagine. Yeah, well, I mean, in the first movie, it was pretty bland. Yeah, the first movie's pretty bland. The second movie is downright awful with the Pharrell Williams yeah. uh, rapping and like it's crazy. <laughs> Let's section this off. Let's uh stop talking about the first Amazing Spider Man. What are what are your ratings for that film from memory? And then we'll go into Amazing Spider Man too. Oh Jesus. What do you think of it? God, um I wanna give it more than than Amazing Spider Man two. So I'll give it a two out of five. Yeah. I would say at this point it's like it's, awful. it's probably I don't know from memory it's probably like a five for me. Yeah, yeah. Ten. I was just looking really? on my, on That's my too rating. High. I I That's have it as a high. one star. Well, I'm trying to strike some balance between like you know my personal feelings of what Spider-Man should be versus like what they wanted it to be, and they obviously wanted it to be something that I consider to be just like 
awful and un- uninteresting. But, you know, mm. in, in terms of, like, filmmaking, it wasn't, like, the most incompetent thing ever. It was just, like, bland, right? And in my opinion, yes. personally, when I rate something a 5 out of 10, depending on the kind of movie it is, it, that could be considered my worst rating. Because when I want to see a film, I want to see something either amazingly terrible or amazing, not middle-of-the-road mm-hmm. boring, right? Which is what I consider that film to yeah. be. It's just, it's it's so uninteresting. It's not terrible enough to be funny, and it's not good enough to be entertaining. So that's... Oh, but there's plenty of terrible moments in it, like like, like the crane scene. Remember that? No, like, I don't. Uh, see, that's the problem, is I don't remember it. That's the fucking problem. <laughs> well, I definitely yeah. saw the film, <laughs> but I don't remember it. <laughs> that's why I gave it a one. Like I, I remember nothing about it. It's completely unexceptional in every way. Yeah. And it is the worst a movie can be. Just a, a total cash grab, waste. pointless waste. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Amazing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> well, that's that. <laughs> uh, a I masterpiece. Be even worse. I, <laughs> I do want to talk Break about the fucking you. soundtrack <laughs> that you mentioned. Because this is... This is Hans Zimmer and Pharrell Williams. <laughs> and Bizarre I love... Matchup. What a team up. Oh, my God. The interview footage for it is so good. Because, like, Hans Zimmer's just being a nice guy. You know? He's just... He's, he was clearly just told by, from, by Sony to work with Pharrell Williams for no reason. And what's hilarious about it is I pointed <laughs> this out in my review. My review, which blew up at the time because there were so many people that were, like... Uh, butting heads over this movie because right now like at this point in time everybody considers it to be terrible when that film came out everybody was arguing about it there were people that fucking yeah, loved it and everybody was super loud and my review just because like everybody was sharing it either because they agreed or disagreed with it that one just blew up and um one of the points mm-hmm. i made in that review was that it felt like sony's inclusion of electro as a villain was trying to essentially have the film be this kind of dubstep tone, which is why they got Pharrell Williams, obviously. Even though he doesn't do dubstep, like, I just don't think they understand that. I think they just assume, like, oh, hey, a not-white person doing pop music, they can do dubstep. (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) I I don't know. But so, so Sony's emails got leaked, and it confirmed everything that I was saying. I want to find the exact quote here. Just give me one second. Well, that's embarrassing. There it is. EDM, in brackets, electronic dance music, is the defining music for millennials. Wondering if there's an EDM angle <laughs> somewhere with Spidey. His his movements are beautiful. Says it would, would be awesome with a killer DJ behind it. Literally in oh, the Sony no. email leaks. And I was so happy because... I was like, okay, this is this is pretty much exactly what I was talking about. Good lord. It, it's a it's <laughs> a stylistic decision that totally worked in favor of the film. It really added a new angle to uh, Spider-Man as a character. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. When Thanks. Electro attacks people, it's you can hear the dubstep. Right. That was so cool. EDM. Have you ever seen that in a film before? No. 
And the lyrics as well, God, they were they were poignant. Oh yeah, that's the word for it. Paranoia, They're whispering. Paranoia. That's a perfect word for it. During the film. Sammy. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, you can hear him whispering something. Like they lied to oh, us. Very experimental. I I just for a mainstream summer blockbuster. I don't think Pharrell Williams understands what a movie score is. <laughs> like you don't write lyrics <laughs> for one. <laughs> Why'd you do that? Well, you can sometimes. Just, yeah, it's got to fit. I mean, well, if you're going to write lyrics for something, it could be like music inspired by the motion picture. Put it in the credits or something. Maybe even do the exact same song. But when you're playing the scene from the film, just take out the lyrics. Take out the lyrics. Why do you have lyrics in your Hans Zimmer score? I don't know. It's, that's not the issue. That the, Suspiria has lyrics in the soundtrack. That's not the issue. The issue is the lyrics are terrible. They're yeah. terrible, and they make they're no so, sense, and they're, and so they're in parts of the film where they should be, like action sequences, or like builds up, build up to action. Like, it was crazy. The Tom York soundtrack in Suspiria, that's not, like, I mean, it's a, he, he essentially just wrote songs that could be used during sequences in the film, right? It, it's as though these yeah. songs existed previously, and they plucked it out of an artist's library, in a sense. But these songs for The Amazing Spider-Man 2, they they added in rhythmical whispering where where they're supposed to be played over, like, action sequences where the other characters are talking, and it's just so distracting. Like, in Suspiria, that was, there was, like, long sequences where no one was talking, and it was just kind of like this montage from what I remember, right? Whereas Amazing well, Spider-Man yeah. 2... Yeah. Sometimes there's... Yeah, well... I'm just saying, I want to compare the quality level of Suspiria to Amazing Spider-Man 2, because I think they're about the same. Yeah. I think singing is a lot less distracting than uh, whispering. And also, Uh, I mean, like, the the Suspiria soundtrack, that's a song where you can imagine vocals going with it, right? Like a Tom York song. The tone of it complements it. Whereas you're creating something like a, an actual score, you know, like movie music. I don't think mm-hmm. words should go with that if it's going to be that tone. I mean, like, feel free to be experimental, but it just plain didn't fucking work. No, it didn't work at all. It was a laughable failure. Yeah, very on the Along nose. Everything else in the movie. Uh, so. Well, yeah, I mean, every single element is is as laughable as that. Literally every single item. I, I I can't rewatch that film, unlike you guys. I, I get no enjoyment out of it. I just get so angry. It pisses me <laughs> off so much because it's just so... It's, it's such so an easy. insult. It's such yeah. an insult. And the fact that like Spider-Man fans, you know, some Spider-Man fans out there do still defend it. I mean, it is, it is still a thing like that you see people... Yeah, I really like certain scenes from it. And it's it's so blatant to me how they just plucked super famous stories from... Spider-Man comic runs and just oh let's just I don't know let's have the Green Goblin just fly into a uh-huh. a clock tower that's in the middle of a yeah. power station and then so we can reenact <laughs> the scene from the comic like that they kind of thing is so yeah they just show original. it they keep they steal things from the old Spider-Man movies there's that joke with his laundry where he puts the laundry in and he takes it out and it's like all red and blue and it's funny and then mm-hmm. Amazing Spider-Man two made it into this ten minute long improv scene. Of Aunt May and Peter for fucking arguing about oh the, the laundry why is it blue and red it's terrible 
it goes on for so long, and there's so many scenes like that where they just—it's just dialogue scenes that lead to nothing. Anime has nothing to do in the fucking movie either. She's in the fucking hospital. <laughs> Sorry, I'm ranting. It's know, such a funny. bad movie. I—I <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but um, when I watched the Spider-Man movies for this podcast episode, I actually just invited a bunch of people over, <laughs> and we had a marathon. <laughs> And uh, it was a lot of yeah, fun. That's what I did. And um, I put The Amazing Spider-Man 2 on last, just for people that were still there and drunk. And um, <laughs> since it was, since this was the first time I was watching it like at home, and I could like rewind or whatever, you know, 4K Blu-ray, good screen. Every time a Sony product placement happened, we just all yelled out Sony. And it happened so <laughs> many fucking times. I swear there were like at least 30. I'm not even fucking kidding. I'm not even yeah, fucking kidding. Gracious. It's actually insane. Like every single TV, every single phone, every yeah. single laptop. I, I, I can't even remember the most obscure ones, but they were fucking everywhere. It was insane. You got to dial it back just yeah. a bit. You know? When Sony puts that many ads in a film, it makes me think that the film isn't being made to be a film. It makes me think that this is actually just a strategy to get people to buy tickets to watch an ad. Which That's would what be really me about smart. It so much. It's so blatant. It's yeah. so blatant about it. Everywhere. Not being around the bush at all. When Electro decides to go to Times Square for no reason... That's more ad space. No, because there was electricity there. Yeah. The most electricity. <laughs> exactly. There was Mark the most Webb. electricity in the city. But not the power plant at the end. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't worry about that. That's where the most electricity is. And you can Square. just, like, reach into the sidewalk at Times Square and pull out these massive cables. <laughs> yeah, that's very easy. I go to Times Square all the time. There's just massive cables still lying around. Like, it's a third-world country. Yeah. yeah. What about the bizarre angle they took with making Peter Parker's parents this weird mystery? Remember yeah. that? With the, like, plane scene at the beginning? It's <laughs> with like the coins and the subway. Minute, yeah. yeah, that yeah. subway thing was stupid. It just made no sense. Oh, my God. It was really, really dull. The movie was already really long. Like, it would, at least if they took all that out, it would barely change the plot that's already in there anyway. And yeah, it would be absolutely. shorter. Yeah, and that, that it's stuff totally is totally very really inconsistent with like the second part of the movie, where like that first scene is the born kind of like plain scene. Yeah, that was and, weird. And like, the second scene is like Spider-Man being goofy and fucking quips and the rhino yeah, the and all silly. Paul Giamatti, <laughs> plutonium. Yeah, who's like barely in it? Yeah, it's the whole Mary Jane subplot that got cut out of the movie. Uh, Shailene Woodley played Mary Jane. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And they just cut that out because the That's movie so was too funny. long. Yeah, it was just too long, and all those scenes are shot. There were what, like, more than six writers on this thing? Like, <laughs> there were there were like a handful of scripts that they just shuffled together, pretty Basically. much. It's insane. That's why the scenes just start and end and have no build-up to them. And characters do nothing, like Aunt May, who's just in the hospital at the end, and that's it. That's her fucking character. There's like, it's a, a, is it, there's like a plane in the air or something as well? Yeah. Is that, that, that movie? Plane, those two planes were going to crash. They had nothing to do with anything that was happening with her characters yeah. at all. She just threw it in to be like emotionally oh, yeah. manipulative. I forgot about that. 
Very, very bizarre. Yeah. Because Electro <laughs> stopped the air traffic controllers from being able to tell them that they were going to crash into each other. And then at the last moment, when they got communication again and realized they were going to crash, <laughs> the two planes turned on a dime, and they both happened to turn... <laughs> Opposite directions yeah. from each other so that they didn't in fact crash into each other from both turning So it all Why worked out very conveniently in one of those planes Yeah, yeah that was funny. Or something. maybe maybe was Mary Jane like, was these, there this random, These two random planes Yeah, well, I'm that's what happens when you don't have electricity cool. You don't want that to go away Yeah. Sorry <laughs> One of my favorite aspects about this film is uh, the relationship between Peter and Harry Osborn. He just, he literally just, the first interaction he has with them, they say, hey, we haven't seen each other for 10 years. And then they try to be best friends, like, immediately, out of the blue. And then Harry's yeah. like, yeah. I'm dying. My dad is, like, 70 years old, and he tells me that we have this this family curse where you start deteriorating later in the, on in life. But the instant he tells Harry this, like, Harry starts deteriorating himself. He's like, oh, I guess I guess I got this now. His skin starts falling off. His dad's, like, yeah. 70. Like, what the fuck? And then... You uh, just have to know about it. Once you know about it, then you start... <laughs> yeah. And, dying immediately. and then I guess he, like, just buys into this whole, like, holistic idea where he can just be like... I, f I can get Spider-Man blood, and then I won't be sick ever again. It's like, well, you don't know what Spider-Man's immune system is like, first of all. And second, like, he, he goes up to Peter saying, Hey, I need you to tell Spider-Man that I need his blood. But there's no relationship <laughs> that was ever defined between Peter and Spider-Man. He's like, you took this photo, right? Literally one photo on the Daily, Daily Bugle where he's taken the photo from like a mile away. There has been zero developed that, that Peter Parker is like Spider-Man's photographer. It's like they just lifted it from the Sam Raimi universe and thought like, oh yeah, this uh, people remember those movies, right? So this is this is what's happening here. It's just it it never got developed. It never got developed. Never got developed. Characters doesn't work. No, that's why the the original uh, Sam Raimi ones. You see James Franco there the whole fucking time. Henry, uh, what's his name? Harry Osborn. You see him there the whole time. Yeah, that's why that they, they were roommates. It's because we knew. From, yes, from the very fucking beginning of the series, you understood that they were friends. And here it's just like, oh, Harry's gonna come out of nowhere from and, ten oh, we, years we've been ago. Best friends for ten years, we just haven't seen each other in the last. Now movie. we're the best Makes friends no again. And and Peter, the only reason. Right. Like, Peter does anything about this? He's like, he's my best friend, I gotta help him. So you haven't seen each other in ten fucking years, you just, like, you just showed up out of the blue, and then Peter and he decides... Goes in as yeah, just to say <laughs> no! He shows up and, and like, no. into his house, breaks in through a window, shows up as Spider-Man, mm -hmm. is like, sorry, I can't give you my blood, goodbye, and then that makes him pissed off. Why did you even go? Why didn't you just say, like, hey, I don't actually know Spider-Man that well, or... Hey, right. Spider-Man decided not to to do this. Why did you do that? Why did you just show up in your costume and say no? I can't. That just pissed because them off. Because this movie is written by Alice Kurtzman and Robert <laughs> Orsi, who are the worst writers oh, yeah. ever. What else have they the done? Makes no sense. Um, they did the Star Trek in the Darkness. Nice. They did um, Alice Kurtzman directed they? the Mummy. I believe he helped Oof. write it as well. 
Um, they wrote some of the Transformers movies. Uh, yeah, they have a very bad resume. And yeah, this movie, it makes no sense. There's this scene where um, For You plays. Yeah. When, when, like, it's so unfitting. Just, you know, figuring out the mystery about his dad and how mm. he died. I wonder, I wonder if that song is distributed by a Sony record company. A hundred percent. I mean, either that or another label paid them to put it there. <laughs> it's clearly some kind yeah. of cross-promotion. There's no way that Mark Webb, like, heard that song or a writer of, of the script heard that song and was like, man, this would be so appropriate and fitting. I need to create but this Sam, scene where he's discovering these too. things about his dad. Well, of course. I mean, like, but 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 in this film, it's a much more blatant, much more inappropriate and <laughs> yes. unfitting, and b way too often. Like, that's all the movie is, right? Like, you can you can handle a bit of product placement here and there. You can handle a bit of cross promotion for the music here and there. But Especially when that's all your story. movie is, and that's it, it's like, come on, stop! Like, give me some substance. You know, there should be a trade off. Mm-hmm. You don't want to show up to a theater. Watch twenty minutes of trailers and then watch in another two hour long ad. You know, you, you wanted to see a movie in there, right? Yeah. The whole movie existed to sell that Spider Man cinematic universe they wanted to do, where they mm-hmm. have all these different Spider Man characters. They were gonna make movies about the villains. Oh yeah, which they ended up doing anyway. <laughs> the Venom, you know, they just did it anyway. So it was just it existed for that mainly. Like, yeah, they, they were gonna do a Sinister Six movie. Just yeah. throwing as many villains and characters as you can. Felicity Jones is in it as like a, a secretary or something. She was going to be a big part of the, the movies. And it was just that. It was a whole movie of that. And that's why it makes no sense. And it has no structure. I love when uh, Harry Osborn is at the end of the movie and the scientist has got whatever the fuck inside the inside the like needle gun <laughs> the injector and, uh-huh. and and Harry's pointing a gun at him he's like you got to shoot me up with that juice doc and the guy decides to to <laughs> shoot it in the arm that's holding the gun at him like <laughs> what the fuck yeah. and then and then there's this like mini rave party where you see this like skinny guy's shoulder blades he's like contorting on the floor and they're flashing lights he's like oh, i'm changing now and then he just decides to crawl towards the the hobgoblin suit as though he could have picked any of them as though he could have just as easily crawled towards the rhino suit or the the Birdman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he could have been any of them, I guess. Yeah. He just felt compelled to crawl towards the Hobgoblin suit. <laughs> and then his teeth got fucked up somehow. He got shark teeth. Pretty yeah. pretty quickly. Well, Electro was the opposite. He had the gap in his tooth, and then the, the eels made it close shut. Yeah, well, <laughs> see, what's weird about that, that is they didn't... That, that wasn't just like, oh yeah, later his teeth are fine, and that's like... A weird inconsistency they they did a close-up they showed us very clearly that there's some sort of importance i guess towards the fact that these electric eels fixed his fucking teeth why how much yeah. do, do you think they paid animators to you know animate that that sequence just <laughs> that shot. how much do you think they spent on that uh, <laughs> i have no 10, fucking 000, idea dollars <laughs> it's very good cgi <laughs> That too. The, the the actual character designs and like the way this movie shot and the visual aesthetics of it are so dull. Oh yeah. The design of the rhino suit's really boring. Yeah, the it's a terrible design for the rhino suit. 
Like, what are you? Electro what the fuck are you doing awful. to the fans of the fucking comics? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, Electro looks fucking badass in those comics with the green suit and the. He's got like an electric, like an electric cartoon symbol. Well, on yeah. His fucking Wouldn't say badass, suit. but like, now it's like some guy with blue skin in like a fucking hoodie. It's like what? Yeah. <laughs> this is Electro. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. It's so bad. I hope Spider Man remembers my name. Oh, he did it. Yeah. I'm mad now. His motivations made no sense. <laughs> you don't remember my name. You lied to me. Electro in that movie must be one of the, the weakest characters ever put to the silver screen. Yeah. In terms of just an, anything behind him. His performance, but, but what he has to say, how he looks. No, but that one in particular. <laughs> like, that's your film. Harry Osborne made no sense. I said he made about as little sense as Electro did. Like, no, Ralph, like, if, did. no, if I asked you that I needed a bit of your blood to cure my born home, you'd let me, you know, have someone, yeah? He'd show up in a costume and break in and then say no. You took a picture of Spider-Man once. Why don't you find him and tell him to give me his blood? Like, what the fuck? I would be like, what are you talking about? I'm never going to do that. It's just, the writing is so awful. Yeah. It's so unironic in how, like, it has no idea how stupid it is. Yeah. It's played so seriously. There's so many things going on at once. Like fucking Gwen Stacy's yeah. going to Oxford, and then they like at the beginning of the movie. Ow, what she, the fuck like, was that? Well, it was so that she was like leaving because they wanted like you they wanted you to care that <laughs> she was going, I guess. And like, Wait, isn't Dennis Leary like a ghost? Yeah, he keeps hallucinating <laughs> Gwen Stacy's dad because at the end of the previous movie, he's like, "Hey, now that I know you're Spider-Man, can you please not date my daughter? Because that might put her life in danger. Blah, I'm gonna die." Mm -hmm. And then, then right, yeah. and now yeah. he's like, "Hey, he Peter, <laughs> Peter, I'm gonna haunt you. You shouldn't date my daughter." Uh -huh. And then Gwen Stacy tries to break up with him anyway, and she says, "I break mm -hmm. up with you, Peter." Do you, do you remember that? I break up with you. I break up with you, Peter. Mm -hmm. That that right there is like the perfect example of just how unclear the communication was between the writing process and then the directing and acting. Because in the script, like yeah. you could interpret that as like, I break up with you, Peter. Like I'm the one breaking up with you. Like that's clearly how it, how it was supposed to be said. But I guess Mark Webb and then. Emma Stone both misinterpreted it and it's like I break up with you Peter I break up with you like that's not how you're supposed yeah. to say it clearly <laughs> like the writing clearly called these for are, something these else are great actors too I love Emma mm -hmm. Stone it's just the directing Emma Stone is great Andrew Garfield's a great actor like all of them are really Jamie Foxx has proven he can be good like yeah. it's just it's just the directing and the writing this is the only yeah, film where I here. am like seriously irritated by her the entire time like i hate her in this <laughs> yeah, movie so much makes no sense. she is so annoying in this film otherwise i love her in everything else there's people who love this movie and they love it because of the ending where she dies and there's like the whole sad scene and people went on and on on twitter or whatever about how they yeah because it's a reference it. to the to yeah, you know the it's a reference because oh i story. loved emma stone and andrew garfield they dated in real life it's mm -hmm. like, no, they? She, they were fucking <laughs> awful characters. And that scene was so bad when she died. It's like, oh, yeah. 
when 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 he uses the web shooter and it shows it as a hand reaching out for her like That's zooms the into the, the tip movie. of it it's the like show. what why did you do that <laughs> we were all laughing at that it's so funny there's so much there's this this film is so dense there's a lot going on mm-hmm. dense with shit yeah the shittiest <laughs> Corny shit all together yeah. in one. Mark Webb is Fuck this movie. I hate this film. <laughs> but I'm glad I watched them because they, they reminded me like how good those old yeah. ones Yeah. To watch them in the same day is like, it makes it so much clearer. Yeah, that's why I did it. You guys see how a master does it and then how a hack does it. <laughs> I think like even even the flagship scenes even the ones that they promoted and shared all over social media and shit like the fight scene between spidey and electro even that scene it's just like it's so poorly filmed like every time you cut to yeah. the crowd of extras it's, it's like so what it's it's so fake it's so fake and it, it's so unconvincing yes. like every time you see see the extras whether they're running across the screen or like the ones that were on that like makeshift little stadium stand that was by itself for some reason i don't know what they were doing there but but like mm-hmm. everything feels mm-hmm. so detached from everything else it's like it's not the same day clearly you know it it doesn't feel like they're in a real location everything feels like it's in a computer somehow you know when everything like pauses yeah. time and the camera like floats around it's like whoa looks like something i don't know somebody fucking created in after effects you know it's really weird. Because they did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, even, like, the end scene between Electro and Spider-Man, like, their final battle, and it's all CG, and they're just jumping from these, like, electric things. It's it's like, who cares? It's just so dull. It's like watching a video game. Like, I, I have no stake in this story. I don't care about these characters. It's a dull movie. Never a and dull moment. Sam Raimi's aren't. The action scenes in the Sam Raimi ones are exciting. At least, like, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about them. But the action scenes in this movie are so fucking boring. Yeah. Do you like how when he, this Electro was jumping between the power th- the things that he played the Itsy Bitsy Spider <laughs> in dubstep? Oh, yeah, that no. too. They no, were, like, trying to, like, it was Baby Driver or something trying to sync up yeah, like, what the hell during the action scenes. <laughs> It's so bad. I love how he was able to travel anywhere he wanted to from the power lines because he got turned into pure electricity. But that little chip that the the scientist gave him at the facility somehow also got turned into electricity. And he somehow also spawned like a full rubber suit because this is a movie for kids and you can't have his dong out like Watchmen. You know, like yeah. he's got he's yeah. got a rubber suit on that also turns into electricity. And this physical chip was there when he like overloaded at the end. And it seemed like the only reason that chip was on his head was so that when when they did the thing that killed him at the end is so that they could have that close up shot of it saying like overload, like Max explode, <laughs> you know, so people understood what was <laughs> happening, I guess. Yeah, and then the chip it. falls on the ground and he's dead and the chip is there. It's like, did that? physical chip travel to this location through power lines what yes of course it did because he's awesome do you love how emma stone showed up to the crime scene before the police and stole a cop car somehow 
<laughs> yeah, because she's a great character. She's really useful. She is super uh, capable. I guess uh, you guys want to give your <laughs> closing thoughts on this film? Yeah, that's that's what this movie does to you. It's, it's amazing. It's truly amazing. Amazingly shit, yeah. <laughs> Spectacular. I don't know. I give it like a two or a three out of ten. It's hilarious. It's really, really bad. It's really, really funny. Yeah, I give it a half star. It's vomit as a movie. <laughs> yeah, what what brings it up from a one? Entertainment value. I find it hilarious. I think it's one of the funniest <laughs> I guess, movies. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, it's just like it's a failure. And it's yeah. hilarious, but yeah. At times, it's hilarious, but yeah. One out of five, absolutely. <laughs> it pisses me off it made so much money as well. Oh, yeah. It angers me. And it's so weird that they yeah, decided to stop to that. Uh, yeah, I guess it like kind of underperformed. I thought it. I thought it did great box office wise. I'm not really sure what happened, but there's some reason why they just decided to ditch that that universe. And I don't really understand. Because Marvel why. came along and were like, "Hey, look at the money we can give you, bro." Oh yeah, check this Probably deal out, bro. <laughs> I mean, they didn't do that well. Let's, I'll look it up now. Seven hundred eight million. Which is, you know, that's a lot of money. That's not what they're looking for. They want like a billion. Well, how much did the first Amazing so, Spider-Man make? The first Amazing Spider-Man made like uh, 50, 60 million more. Oh, really? Okay. Well, yeah, I guess that's an issue, isn't it? When a sequel doesn't make more. Yeah. I guess they probably yeah. spent more money yeah, on the second one. It less money. Yeah, the sequel, yeah, the sequel made less money. Meanwhile, the, the old ones did great. Like, domestically and worldwide. Yeah. So... I guess yeah. let's uh, let's talk about our boy Raimi, uh, Spider Man One. Malik? You know, I think oh, cool. it's I think he pronounced his name Rami or something. I think yeah, I don't think it's, it's Rami. Rami. Malik, yeah, that's eh, close enough. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so these are good movies. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk specifically yeah. about the first one. Okay, let's start with Spider Man One, two thousand and two. Sam yep. Raimi's first Spidey Man. Pretty epic. <laughs> to me, <laughs> to me, epic. Like Aquaman is it more epic than Aquaman? It is epic. Come uh, on, you have to admit, Ralph, it is epic. It is genuinely mostly epic because of Danny Hoffman's terrific score. Like that's the best yeah. Spider Man. It's amazing. Um, I agree. To me, the the glue that holds the film together for me is Willem Dafoe because Spider Man One is dumb holy shit is it dumb it has the corniest <laughs> fucking dialogue it, it everything that happens is so stupid there's but... a lot of stupid things for sure <laughs> Willem Dafoe <laughs> it's incredible he, he's so he's just so hamming it up he, he's chewing the scenery like <laughs> crazy that yeah that scene where he's talking to himself in the mirror oh I it's, love it's it so funny <laughs> I love it he, he sells it he totally wins because Absolutely. I'm, I'm I'm not mad about Tobey Maguire to be honest. I don't, I don't think I'm he's a very good protagonist. Um, not me either. Yeah, but Willem Dafoe boy, and when he shows up in the sequels too, it's just yes. <laughs> good yeah, evening, Spider-Man. He's the best actor. He's the best actor in this movie. Yeah. With uh, J.K. Simmons. The oh yeah. The actress who yeah. plays Aunt May too. I like the actress who plays yeah. Aunt May. She's great. And Tobey Maguire does a great like first iteration of Spider-Man. You know. Like he was very believable as a nerd. He was likable. He he always did the right thing. You know, he was trying his best to be a good person. 
Yeah, he he's good. At, he's really good as a nerd, but he's almost too good at being a nerd because he's like such a dorky Spider-Man as well. All of his one-liners mm. as Spider-Man are just like, that's not funny, man. That's just lame. <laughs> <laughs> They're always so incredibly lame whenever he has any kind of banter with any of his villains. Did it make you want to beat him up? I like that. Push him against the lockers? It did make me want to beat him up. Give him yeah, a swirly? I was happy when Green Goblin tried to impale him. Well, well like you were saying, Alex, like, the, this movie is stupid, and all these Spider-Man movies are somewhat stupid. But these movies, the Sam Raimi ones, have this self-awareness about it, and they they use it to their advantage to be funny, and, and they're actually entertaining movies, Yeah, unlike the Mark Webb ones. It's not stupid out of being lazy and unfocused, it's stupid because it's charmingly cartoonish. Yeah, it's you know? the, the source it's material, playful. that's called comic book stupid, but they're, yes, they're way more playful with the logic, and they're not as realistic, and they're silly, and whatever, they have goofy characters like the Green Goblin in his silly green suit, Yeah, but they sell it. And Who looks terrible. Work. Green Goblin looks <laughs> awful. His costume is, is laughably oh, yeah. bad. It's like out of Power Rangers. He's like talking to Spider-Man, and, he, and he's like leaning against the, the air conditioner or whatever, Yeah, it's so bad. He could have taken his mask off yeah, at that point. Also, that didn't make any sense. He, he easily could have taken his mask off. Right. I'm sure you guys know they were going to uh, use like some prosthetic makeup on the face for Green Goblin to make him like emote and have some like facial expression, which would have been cool. There's actually footage of it online. If you want to find it. Oh, really? Maybe I'll link it. Yeah, please. Yeah, it, it looks He's got the perfect face for but it. They, they he looks like a goblin. Because it it's just too hard. Yeah. But they just one with a plastic suit. <laughs> so, m I'm curious if our opinions on this one have changed compared to how it was in our memories. Like, do we like this one more or less or the same as how we remember the this same. one? I, I would say the same. Because, like, there's more yeah. things that I noticed about it that are stupid, for sure. You know, things where I'm like, ah, that's dumb. And that doesn't make sense. But... I mean, it's still very charming. Like the, like you said, the music. I think that's the absolute best Spider-Man score that has ever been written. Mm -hmm. For you sure, know, it brings it's it together amazing. super well. And it's also something you have to remember is like it's a product of its time. This is a film that is like the perfect balance between '90s schlock and like actually good. 2000s plus superhero filmmaking it's the the yeah. cinematography is incredibly creative and impressive like i love sam raimi for that you when you connect it to like his evil dead films even like the, he's always shown a really keen sense for for expressing how to film a, a scene creatively and i i love that yeah. about it and his transitions too yeah his transitions are awesome this one had the best transitions for sure. Yeah, he's just you know how many jump scares are in this movie. <laughs> oh yeah, this whole trilogy is full of jump scares all the time. Yeah. Like they just flash things <laughs> yeah. on the screen, like skulls. In this, in Spider-Man One, they like just flash skulls on the screen when he's um, yeah, <laughs> just after he's been bitten and he's on the floor, <laughs> they just flash them on the screen for a little little ah! scare. And there's that part where he has a bad dream, and they just flash <laughs> the yeah. Green Goblin on the screen, like screaming. <laughs> Yeah, that's that actually got funny. me because it's like, why are you jump scaring me, boy? Because the Green yeah. Goblin is scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is the one I actually liked uh, more. The, the, oh, really? the other ones I've changed my opinion on. Yeah. Okay. I always remember this one being kind of the lamest, 
Um, and Out of the there three? are lame aspects. Yeah. Not even you remembered no this one being the lamest out of the three. Not oh, out no. of the two. Uh, ignoring um, ignoring like the third my one. opinions haven't changed that much on Spider Man three, but okay. with Spider Man one, I remember it being worse than okay. Then I found it to. I found it really entertaining, but I couldn't really figure out if I was laughing at it or with it sometimes because oh yeah, the the uh, the visual effects are fucking terrible a lot of the time like they, yeah, they, some they have aged not great ones. really that's badly. the only thing that's aged very poorly is the visual effects they're very yeah they look like the spider-man video game that came out around the same time <laughs> and uh, there's that shot where mary jane's hair is flowing in the wrong direction when they're they're swimming oh, yeah. in front of <laughs> That's like, there's little details like that. There's loads of stupid, dumb things like that in the movie. I found it yeah. really funny, though. I found it totally hilarious all the way through. Yeah, that's, that's what made me like really change my mind on on this one in particular. Whereas I kind of have other other feelings about its sequels. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I was surprised by that too. How did you How did you guys feel about uh, this film? I guess. Uh... The actors being definitely not high school students. Uh, yeah, that's another example. Yeah. Really stupid. Yeah. yeah. But everyone was that way. Everyone, everyone looked like they were 20. <laughs> yeah, it's, so it's, it was, it's, it was all right. it's annoying, and I feel like it's becoming less acceptable as time goes on. No, but for the tone of that movie, it was okay. The very, you know, over-the-top tone. It doesn't, it's hilarious. It doesn't ruin the movie. Guy. Yeah, in that first no. scene where they're in the, like, science lab with the, the spiders, the, the teacher looks younger than the students. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Flash is, like, taller than him. <laughs> I, like, I like when the spider bites him, and then it goes to the TV screen, and it's like, new species completed. It's like was there a was there a camera inside Peter Parker's veins or something like was was this connected yeah. to him what was that that was really weird that didn't make any sense Thank you for mentioning the spider bite because I compared because I watched the Amazing Spider Man first before yeah. this new Spider-Man. oh nice so I compared oh, the spider bite scene the spider bite scene in the Amazing Spider Man is like a flat shot of of uh, what's his name Andrew Garfield just fucking like getting bit. And he's like ow. And this movie is like a badass close up on the spider as it bites and it zooms in and there's this nice fucking oh, yeah. noise and like very creative. It was a real spider by the way. It's amazing. It's very creative and exciting. You're like holy shit, it just got bit and it's this big deal. You know that's the kind of filmmaking in this that that just. It's the reason it's aged so well that yeah. people still think it's so entertaining. It's expressive, so. you know. It's it's important, yeah. you know. There's purpose, mm-hmm. creativity, right? Like what the fuck, Mark Webb? Exciting. <laughs> How did you guys feel about um, the dialogue? For me, it, it jumped between being <laughs> so bad that it's good, but sometimes genuinely bad. Like yeah, an example of of a line that I I think is really funny is um when Peter gets in just after having his spider bite and Aunt May says, do you want to have a bite? And he says, no thanks, had a bite. <laughs> and he runs up to his room. It's so corny. Oh, yeah. But, but, I love it. I know, it. I like that, though. It's charming. It's yeah, charming. It feels very intentional. Yeah. yeah. And even though it made me laugh, it always made me laugh when it was corny. Yeah. That so kind of like, stuff okay, is good, it. yeah. But, like, yeah. It, it does make it somewhat difficult to... I don't know, really feel or emote for any of these characters when they're so 
they are so two-dimensional. Um, we haven't talked about Mary Jane yet. I think she sucks in this trilogy. Oh, yeah. I, I fucking hate her character. I don't like her. She's she's not only like a nasty person in the movies, but yeah. her actual place in the story is she's just like a a device exactly. for characters to to act around. Basically. I mean, and right. she's just a you know, she's just uh, captured by the villains all the time. Um, it's just mm-hmm. super lame. Yeah. She's, she's really a very inessential. one-dimensional character. There's not a lot going on with her, especially in this one. She might as well be in the 1960s cartoon. The way her character is written. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And I that's, believe that's that. somewhat intentional, but I still, it's it's not like she's a good character. If it was intentional, that makes it worse. Because mm-hmm. like, if they intentionally made her bad. At this point in time, this was like the best superhero movie. Like every other example you could possibly think of for a superhero movie, the same things that we complain about, they did it like even worse. Which is just fascinating to think about. Yeah. Like that this was like a huge step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And aside from the Spider-Verse movie, this is still the best version of Mary Jane we have, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> in the Spider-Man movies. Yeah, the Spider-Verse movie, they did Gwen Stacy well, but, I mean, Emma Stone, who, who was in Data, yeah. was yeah. the other two. I don't know. It, like, <laughs> the, the, the tone of the film is, like, so obviously playful and jokey and especially with jk simmons's scenes like those are all hilarious he does an amazing job yeah. i find it hilarious he's great. He's great in all three. i find it hilarious that in the amazing spider-man 2 they didn't even try to replicate jk simmons because it's like mm-hmm. i don't know i don't think anybody would fucking want that don't even you know touch like it. there yeah. is one j jonah jameson and it's jk simmons so they just had him like mm-hmm. email spider-man instead of talking to him <laughs> yeah, they don't even mention him in the the new ones. Oh yeah, this news is dead or <laughs> papers are dead. Newspapers. Yeah, I don't know. Makes sense. Does he have a podcast in a video game? Instead yeah, of a newspaper. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's <laughs> like funny. Alex Jones. <laughs> That's quite funny there. Yeah, that was clever. I love the uh, Macho Man Randy Savage cameo. The uh, mm-hmm. Bruce oh, yeah. Bruce Campbell. There was a bit of homophobia in that scene, wasn't there? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> there, there was a Joey Diaz cameo in the second Spider-Man. I totally forgot about that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good, good cameos in here, and Stan Lee. This is the first movie to have like Stan Lee cameos. Oh, really? Blink on your miss it though, yeah. Well, yeah, it's like on the screen for like half a second in this one. He just pulls a girl out of the way. Uh, oh yeah. They used to be way more subtle than they are now. Now he's yeah. like, he has his own fucking scenes now. I mean, not anymore. But... Now they write them so that, that people clap when they see them. <laughs> yeah. I think Marvel's filmed the next 20 of them, though. I'm pretty sure he'll sh- keep showing up. Yeah. They'll, they'll make him in a CGI thing. Yeah. They, they just one. recreate him using old lines. <laughs> they got him to say every single word possible. <laughs> Stanley will be in the movies for the next hundred years. Don't worry, everybody. I guess uh, before we uh, go on to the uh, Spider-Man Two, there's just a few. There's just a few things in my notes that I kind of want to mention in in point form. I guess when when Willem Dafoe has his like crazy freakout and and like goes on a murder spree, and then James mm-hmm. Franco finds him. He's like <laughs> he's he's wearing like 
business clothes and a tie. So like at some point during his blackout, he decided to put clothes back on, <laughs> even yeah. though he's passed out on the floor. <laughs> I found that kind of funny. I really enjoyed the uh, kind of like comedic break when he's trying to, you know, go web, like all, all these different hand signals that he's trying to do <laughs> to make the web come out. And it reminded yeah. me a lot of like Army of Darkness. There were moments in that film that it just felt very mm -hmm. reminiscent to that. I loved the uh, explosion to graduation caps scene transition. I thought that that was really cool. Yeah, that was good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> MJ's a fucking idiot for not recognizing Peter's voice. Come on. And he says the same line to her like I right know. after, too. He's like, I was just in the neighborhood. He's like, come on, I'm making it obvious for you. <laughs> It's like, <laughs> you don't realize that that's Peter Parker? Okay. Oh, yeah. And then and then one last thing I, I kind of want to point out is I, I love the uh, it, stupidity in, in terms of the logic of Green Goblin being able to lure Spider-Man into a burning building just by doing that, like, anywhere <laughs> in the city. Like, apparently Spider-Man's got a 100% success crime rate. And you can just, you can just <laughs> light a building on fire and anywhere in the city and you you know he'll show up like he didn't know where spider-man was located at that point it's just like a random burning building maybe he did it a few times maybe he burned down like 20 buildings and stayed inside and waited 20 minutes like ah spider-man's not going to show up this time i guess I'll, i guess i'll burn down another building he screams like a woman to try to, <laughs> to try to lure him in i found that hilarious but yeah that's those are all my little point form notes of, of things i just wanted to to mention yeah. And none of, the, none of those things would affect the rating for me. Like, those yeah. are all minor things. It's so weird. But I forgive them because the cartooniness and the, the fun of it. Yeah. I know there's a lot of people that would probably criticize us because there, there are aspects to this film where if they were found in other films, we might be a bit more harsh and critical. But I think that overall, the most important thing to I take note so. of is the overall tone and... Also considering, you know, it's it's not a movie that's just logical inconsistencies and cheesiness. Like, there's a lot of great filmmaking to go in there as well. Like, there's so much. Yes. There's so much substance there, and again, like the 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 score is just something that holds it together so well. It's of quality. Yeah. <laughs> it's quality filmmaking. It's a piece that's it's exciting and has fun characters in it, and it's entertaining. I mean. This movie was a fucking huge hit. Yeah. And it was one of the two films, X-Men is the other one, that really started this whole superhero age we're living in now. Yeah, pretty much. The only movies that do well are the superhero movies. This is the start of it. And this is just a great movie, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm not quite on the same level as you guys. Um, I mean, I can't say it has substance. I just think it's a a really bad story told with like a, a masterful presentation. I think mm -hmm. that that's what it is to me. Um, I don't know if I can give it credit for being dumb and cartoony and not taking itself seriously while at the same time having villains with the worst motivations, like green goblins <laughs> motivations. They make no sense. Oh yeah. What he's trying to do is just like, he just does it because, and I mean like, wants revenge. <laughs> no, but, but he, he he's completed his revenge arc like by halfway point in the movie and then he's just like okay now i'm going to torture spider-man i guess because i want him to join me the goblin gas world. makes him <laughs> evil okay 
They said right. at the beginning of the movie that the side effects were that it you, makes you him crazy. Yeah, a crazy. The worst, person. like terrible explanation for a, a villain. Yeah, like, that, that, that sucks. When I Absolutely. say substance, I'm not talking about like the script per se. <laughs> I'm talking like I'm talking literally about <laughs> the presentation. And as you said, like it's very well presented, and that's that's what I mean by substance. Yeah. Like presentation matters a lot to me. Like I, I value yeah. it very highly. I can. I, I to me there needs to be more of a balance. Yeah. I, I I just can't sit there with. I find James Franco in these movies to be particularly awful. He is giving like, some, <laughs> yeah. of the, some of the worst, di- some of the bad. worst dialogue. Um, and that, that's what I mean. One, like, oh, yeah. it's like a balance where it's like a fifty-fifty balance where there's a, a line of dialogue that is so like purposefully goofy, so corny. Like there's that <laughs> there's that quip where um, Spider-Man retorts to Green Goblin saying something like, "It's you who's out, Gobby." Out of your <laughs> mind, like dumb, dumb shit. Like I love that kind of thing. I think that kind of tone is brilliant. But my issue is when there is really hyper clunky exposition that's in there all the time. Um, it, it, it's it's very it's very overt in a lot of ways that I found kind of frustrating at times because mm-hmm. it's like it doesn't take much to give characters simple motivations that make sense just to drive the the plot along because. The, the real hook is how the film looks and the way it's presented, but it, it's too frustrating to me when now that we do have films like Spider Verse, which has the the a similar tone, it's not taking itself too seriously, it is self aware, but it also has characters that have some weight and de- depth behind them. You know, mm-hmm. I, I can't I can't really you know get behind some of the character writing and the plot of of these movies. That's totally fine, and it all just matters how mm-hmm. how much you know each any of those aspects affect you right like i yeah yeah despite how little sense and how stupid you know something like the (laughs) the end fight scene is where the goblin like does a flip for no reason and then like tries tries to ram his his fucking yeah what's his actual plan into himself himself either way i know i think it was supposed to be like a kamikaze (laughs) thing but but I love how he's just yeah, like what about Bruce oh. into him. <laughs> he just <laughs> says oh and then dies, and then you know it, it, it. Despite all that, like the presentation of the scene, like when when you watch that again, it's like there's so much of like Sam Raimi's style in there. There's so much of the original Evil Dead trilogy in that scene, you know. And I I love how the music completely cuts out and and like it 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 still manages to convey the emotions that it's trying to even if there are laughable moments for sure i'm still able to take much of it seriously somehow and i I think that that's you know a a testament to the actual presentation and the filmmaking involved and that's part of why i love it so much i just i find it odd when after his death scene his last words are don't tell harry i know he says to peter (laughs) Plot device. Like, what? You don't, you don't have any fucking right to say that to me. You just try to kill me. It, it makes that kind of thing. It's just like what well, makes no sense within the like the context of the characters, and it's so unbelievable. Yeah. All right. What would you give it out of five? <laughs> yeah, I want to hear what you guys give it before I go. I would give it a yeah. uh, at least a six, maybe a seven. Pro- definitely, definitely not an eight. Definitely not a five. I gave it a four out of five. Okay. Well, I, I gave it a three stars out of five, so basically the same as you, Adam. So. Okay. Cool. I'd okay. like. Yeah, I'm comfortable Fair with enough. a seven. 
I think that I'll, I'll put that on yeah. my that IMDb fighting. if I didn't already. <laughs> All that fight, you gave it the same rating. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's just, it sounded, yeah, I wanted to make sure the my feelings were put out there because there are some things I think yeah. are, are a problem hey, with it's it. it's totally valid, too. I saw those things. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hang on, so, Spider-Man 2? Big Fat 7 on IMDb. Uh, yes, Spider-Man 2. This is the most interesting one to the me. The second one. What do you guys think? What do you think of that one? Was it better? Worse? Uh, I thought it was worse. Interesting. <laughs> than how I remember it, anyway. No! I thought it was worse than how I remember it, yeah. yeah. Worse than you remember, but is it worse than the first film is, I guess, what we're trying to figure out. Uh, uh, I think it's better in both ways. Yeah. It's a better film. I think it was better than I remember it. The the corniness, because the last time I saw it, I remember it being very, very corny, even more so than the first one. But the corniness, I loved it in this one, and I thought it was really funny and charming and and self-aware. Yeah. And it's it's a I think it's a better film in every way than the first one. I think all the characters have more to do. I think the villain is way better and way more defined. Oh yeah. I think the action is way better. The effects are way better. The music is so great. Like everything they needed to improve, they did. Man. And I think it's just a really exciting, fucking fantastic movie. I think even the music got better because they added the uh, the the theme that plays when they're carrying him through the train and that gets like reprised oh, yeah. in the film and mm-hmm. they call it back well, and it's, it's so yeah like they he wrote new themes to the the film and they all work so well and they're consistent and reincorporated yeah. and i i love it the so much the visual effects are super cool they're a Aside lot better from the cgi which looks much better yeah, yeah. but even like the dr octopus arms like, oh yeah that like how they cut from practical to cg yeah sam raimi to, did an like, awesome job know, with that some weird puppet sure. rig. man yeah, it was really impressive that I, I I'm gonna mention Evil Dead again because during that um during that uh scene where he's killing all all of those uh like surgeons, <laughs> um, the best scene in the movie. Oh yeah, that scene's that, that scene's awesome. fucking incredible. That, that's like that scene's fantastic. One of the best fucking scenes. Like during that he's clearly having the most during fun. that moment, like there are so many specific shots that are direct references to the Evil Dead movies, and just seeing this yeah. at, at this yeah. age now. Being able to get all of them, just being like, holy shit, it was there the whole time. It was awesome. Like, it, there's so much. It was really effective. Oh, super the, effective. The POV shots. Yeah. Yeah. The, the girl and her fingernails on the fucking floor. It's like, it's cartoonish, <laughs> but it's like still super effective. It's still like fucked up. You're like, yeah, holy shit. Yeah, was like, fuck, you know? when the nails came in. Like, that's horrific to see, especially when you're a kid. Yeah. Like, how, how, how much better of a job can you possibly do in a PG-13 superhero movie conveying that level of intensity? You know? Like, I don't know if I've seen it done <laughs> yeah, better in a horrible. PG-13 superhero no, movie. Like, that it, that was just fantastic. It was genuinely terrifying, that yeah, scene. Yeah, it was it, awesome. It is, uh-huh. It's bone-chilling. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I want for my fucking villains. It seems like that. Yeah. Hear that, Mark Webb? <laughs> You <laughs> he doesn't hear anything. <laughs> so, um, there are two cuts of this movie. 
There's the yeah. Spider-Man original, like theatrical cut. Yeah, the... I forgot that there was an extended. Yeah, there's an ex- extended one called Spider-Man 2.1, which is a terrible name, <laughs> but you can watch it on <laughs> iTunes or whatever. There's just an option in the main menu. So I've seen both. Was that in HD? Or Don't what? watch Spider-Man 2.1. Yes, yeah, in 4K. Oh. Don't watch Spider-Man 2.1. It fucking sucks. Oh, really? It, 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 it ruins the pace of the movie. It adds, it adds so many scenes where they change the punchline or joke of the scene to be like a three-minute-long, just never-ending oh, wow. gag. That you know really? the ele- like the elevator scene for example where in the oh. original in the original he just says something like nice spidey outfit or something right oh that's funny in the two point one version he's like hey I work for an ad agency uh, let's uh, <laughs> brainstorm some ideas about uh, n- let's make- get you a TV show let's put you on serial stuff like that and it just goes on and on and there's loads of that kind of thing and they add more action to the train sequence which. Again, is totally unnecessary. He's like, Doc Ock holds him off the side of the train, and then a train hits into him, and then he just pops up again down the track. It's it's, it's totally unnecessary and ruins the base of the movie. Do not watch it oh, okay. at, at all costs. Right. It, it does ruin. Okay. It. The original one though is obviously a, a lot better in, yeah. in terms of that kind of thing. But my, I I had weird issues with it, similar to Spider Man One. Oh, I, yeah. I was seeing similar things like. I, I don't think Doc Ock is a very good villain in terms of his motivation. I think his 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 presence is very good. The acting is very mm-hmm. good. The 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 effects for his arms are it's fantastic. It, it's 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 amazing. He has a sympathetic angle to him too, which is something a lot of these villains don't have. Mm-hmm. And it's and for superhero movies, this is one of the first ones to have like a sympathetic uh, villain who has like a tragic past. You know? Yeah, I, I'm just saying for. For then it might have been impressive, but now we we have seen better. We we have better yep. than than this now. Um, so I, I can't really forgive it for that, especially considering how good I found um, Doc Ock's motivation in the in the video game that came out last year. I thought that was a, a great take that was way more believable for that kind of character. I thought that interpretation is much much more intelligent than, than I found the them to one. be similar. Not like not similar motivations, but like yeah. similar on my scale of motivations and how they could I find be. yeah, I just find the the idea of um kind of fighting your own body and having to invent these arms. Yeah. Instead of it kind of being an afterthought in um the Raimi one. He was controlling the fusion core. Yeah, it's like, hey look, <laughs> I've I've created this this mini sun. Also, I've also made robot arms that I wear on my back. And it's like, that would have been enough on its own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it is kind of fucking funny because, like, realistically, if you if you have this device, that, this fusion core that has a mini sun in it, like, you could probably, you could probably automate that shit. Like, you, you just have these arms so you can control it. Why don't you have, like, a computer operating yeah, those arms? arms? Or why don't you use a it's joystick? It's not just arms. It's these fucking arms that you need a chip to, like, yeah. control so that it doesn't take over your whole body. You could get, like, four people <laughs> controlling the arms, you know? You could have, like, just a mouse and keyboard. Each person gets one. You know, just train them. I don't know. Yeah. You'd, think, you'd think that that would just be automated in the first place. But but that doesn't matter. It's a fun <laughs> fucking comic book movie, and he has robot <laughs> arms, goddammit, because he needs to take the fucking sun. Why are we arguing? Why are we nitpicking this excellent movie? I, I think it is nitpicking, though, because it is... You can't not say that it's 
stupid. Like it's so dumb. No, but it knows it's stupid. It's so clearly clearly knows that it's stupid. This is the exact conversation oh, that I wanted to have happen <laughs> for for reviewing these I, I can't these films. I can't accept it's that so though because it's, it's it's the same reason I can't stand Deadpool because the movie knows like things suck about it and they're like. Wow, look how bad the writing is. And it's Deadpool like, is way more yeah, bland. It, than yeah, this. Deadpool doesn't try as hard. No, I'm I'm using that <laughs> no, as an example no. in terms of pointing at yourself and saying, "Look how bad this is." Doesn't make it not bad to me. I I don't know if that's really the case for Spider-Man too. I, I wouldn't use the word bad. I would just say this is a. It's not trying to be the Dark Knight. It's not trying to be deep or make you like depressed or say some grand statement about society. <laughs> it's like just a fucking great movie about Spider-Man. Spider-Man is a very simple character, a very fun character, and you have him dealing with shit like balancing his his college life and his relationships and being a superhero, and that was all interesting. And it's just a fun fucking movie. And it's so well made. I would I would say it's again like the first movie. It's it's charmingly cartoonish. You know, it's very much like yeah. oh yeah, this is like this is comic booky logic in a sense. Yeah, like I don't think it's bad writing. I wasn't cringing ever. I wasn't like oh god, that's fucking horrible. I was like no, I was at some it. of the dialogue. Yeah, I'm I'm halfway. Especially yeah. basically anything James Franco said. It's just so <laughs> awful. Okay, James Franco's bad. I'll give you James Franco. <laughs> He's and so Mary dreadful. Jane sometimes. Who are two major characters in the movie. Mary Jane was terribly written in this one. She was so much worse. I think. <laughs> yeah. Like she's so, like That's what I mean. She's going you around so, kissing oh, everyone. She's, oh, she's terribly written. Yeah. Oh, she's terribly she's so selfish in this film. Yeah. <laughs> I, she's such a bad character. I fucking can't she's stand a terrible any scene person. With her in. <laughs> she's just so so unlikable. It's like, what do any of these guys see in her? That fucking she's, astronaut she's didn't just, deserve any hot. of that shit. They just they chose a guy that like kind of looked like he might be a bad guy to be the the astronaut that she tries to marry. Yeah, and then it's like when when she ditches yeah. him, you know, it, part of the, part part of you feels like, yeah, that guy deserves it, but he didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> like he, no, he didn't. She, she doesn't deserve that at all. She's just That's she's it. just a terrible person. <laughs> she gets to kiss whoever she wants, and then you know, it's just overthinking yeah, it. Well, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's just like I I can't. <laughs> I, I can't give it a pass when it's the exact same thing I rag on current superhero yeah. movies for when they no. when they have inconsistencies like Those that. Those current superhero movies, so many of them are so fucking bland and not funny and boring. This is this is so not that. Well, I think you can still recognize yeah, the flaws plot elements that are because the director actually has a voice. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, it, but that makes a huge difference with something like this. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you can should ignore all of the flaws though like you can still recognize the flaws and then say by the end of it like oh yeah the achievements outweighed the flaws and i still love it or something like that but that does i don't think it means like you should just pass off every you know instance of cheesiness or b bad writing or you know things that could be improved I, th I think that you should still acknowledge those things but if that's what you're going for and that's clearly what they were going for and i think it's a good choice ultimately because i think it works for this piece then like I, I don't I don't want to criticize it for being that when it's not trying to be that. It depends on how much of it was intentional because like obviously it was intentional, but I don't think it was like a fine tuned like parody. I, I don't think it was like a a yeah. commentary and that's on the genre the third or anything. Has. 
that's that's way more an issue of the Spider-Man three yeah. than I think this. Yeah, one, we'll get to that. Where the studio interference and multiple voices definitely make the tone a little more jumbled and fucked up. Yeah. But I, I think this movie strikes that perfect balance between actually having an, an emotional impact and character development, and also just being really fun and capturing that same tone as the first one. Yeah, I do think that it has a, a great balance. Yeah. It is, you know, incredibly cheesy and and corny, but. It is also very well shot, very creative and fun, and and just an absolute joy, I think. Yeah. Something about these movies, too, that the, the new ones fail at, the, the Mark Webb ones, is that the New Yorkers in the movie actually help Spider-Man and play part in, like, helping him yeah. succeed. Like in Even song, in the first like, one, they too. They help in the subway. In the first one, they throw garbage at the Green Goblin. Like, yeah, that's a I huge love that shit. That, I, I like, really enjoy that. Oh, that Spider Man's rallied behind by by these people in the city. Yeah, I love that too. But yeah, I just wanted to say that because that's something none the rest of the movies don't nail at all. Between the crane scene in the first Amazing Spider Man and the plane scene in the second one, which were both just awful. Yeah. Homecoming gets gets some of that right, but yeah. How did you guys feel about the uh, losing my powers subplot? I liked it. I found it a bit mm. weird. It, like like logically makes no sense at all because they just yeah. go away and come back. But it was like thematically the point of the story is he had to get his life together. Yeah, thematically so, it makes sense. But even, I mean, yeah, it's just he didn't even want to be Spider Man, and if he didn't want to be Spider Man, then he doesn't deserve the power, and so it just kind of went away. There's just something I liked about that. It did kind of just feel like thrown in for conflict, but it's kind of it's weird. It, it fits very well into the story. It just they didn't explain it at all. I think that's a huge part of the story. Yeah, is him losing his power. They, they do kind of explain it. There's the scene with the doctor where they yeah kind of sits down and <laughs> explains it somewhere. Yeah, what does the doctor say? It's like yeah, yeah, losing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, within the logic of the movie, though, that that's an explanation for why it's happening yeah. and we're, we're we're shown that it's because he can't balance his life he can't figure out you know whether he should be spider-man all the time or peter more and you know that that that's mm -hmm. the real fun of spider-man that's the real allure of him is him trying to figure out the balance between you know his relationship with mary jane and getting his homework done on time right. while also being a crime fighter that, that is like the mm -hmm. the core and heart of spider-man so in that sense it does get that aspect of the character uh right uh, i'm sorry mm -hmm. yeah how about the the amazing scene where pizza uh, time. Peter confesses to Aunt May? Well, pizza time, but that was a great <laughs> moment. But when when Peter tells Aunt May about like how he's responsible for Uncle Ben's death, yeah, and that scene is fucking really emotional. And there's very few scenes in most superhero movies that get that kind of level. Do you guys feel the same way about that part? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I feel like the whole plot with Uncle Ben dying, you know, are, although there are, you know, cheesy and illogical aspects to it sprinkled here and there, it is still very effective. And I think that part of the reason why it was so ineffective in The Amazing Spider-Man is not just because the presentation was much poorer, but also, you know, like we just saw it in the, <laughs> you know, the, the Sam Raimi trilogy. It was so soon after where it's just like, come on, you know, like we, we, we're all familiar with this. We don't need like another origin story, Uncle Ben death thing. But yeah, I, mm -hmm. I, I think it that worked out well good. in this. 
Like th- yeah. there was some purpose and emotional weight to it. Yeah, I thought Aunt May was was actually one of the best sort of actors in the movie. She was kind She's of the great. heart of it. Whereas James yeah, Franco absolutely. like sucks and uh, Mary Jane sucks. Aunt May and Peter's <laughs> dynamic was the real What's the real the heart of it. Plays Mary Jane? I don't oh, know. Kirsten Dunst. Oh yeah, oh, Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, so sorry, I thought you were talking about Aunt yeah. May for a second. I didn't realize he said Mary J. I love you, MJ. She got Von Triered. Uh-huh. Yeah, she did. <laughs> How do you feel about Tobey Maguire's yelling? Uh. Yeah, I love it. He, like, I, this love, is... I love the gif of him at the end of the movie when Mary Jane's about to get crushed by that fucking thing in the warehouse, and he just goes, ah! <laughs> Yeah, this, this film has the best wealth of unintentionally hilarious faces from toby Maguire. like every time mm-hmm. he's doing yeah. something like he's fighting somebody he's trying to stop the train or whatever cuts in on his face and he's making the funniest fucking faces it's awesome that's what yeah. makes him a great peter parker yeah he's See, a that's fucking what makes him bad peter parker to me he's not he's not cool as spider-man he's lame as spider-man <laughs> That's my issue. That's part of, that's part of the so charm. Funny. That's part of the charm is that like that's he is a fucking dweeb. He's a dweeb. That's why he deserves that power. Because he's not going to be like this ego fucking airhead like yeah. Tony Stark is with his superpower. He fucking uses it well. He doesn't have to have an he's ego, but he's supposed guy. to be, you know, somewhat charming. I don't want him to be charming at all. <laughs> part of like the core of the character of Spider-Man as a concept is that he's not like this macho like i know everything that i'm doing sort of sort of guy part of the reason why he's my favorite superhero is because like he's an incredibly flawed character and he's constantly fucking up he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing with his own life he like he doesn't even know what he wants to do with his own life he's still figuring himself out he's 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 a growing adult you know he's 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 developing himself and yet still trying to hold all of this responsibility for saving the fucking city at the same time when he can't even get his own life together. He's constantly, you know, this this is a film where he's like constantly getting cucked in every single direction, you know, like it's like <laughs> yeah, nothing e- goes right for him. E- yeah, even like uh even like the desserts that are that are at that uh that like fancy yeah, fancy place like he joke. he can't even get a fucking glass of champagne. <laughs> like he's constantly yeah constantly getting cucked it's really that was funny a great <laughs> a great punchline for those that, that was uh he, he was gonna grab the first two hors d'oeuvres or oh yeah or whatever, yeah and there's just empty and then the third one he grabs and it's empty like that was that was perfect he like can't even deliver pizza on time you know no like he's oh, was funny too. constantly just fucking up and that's part of what <laughs> makes his character so great he's, he's a fucking dweeb he's a dork you know, he's a loser, but he's also a superhero, you know, and like that's what makes him incredibly relatable is that he's not this this like infallible. That's what I lo- that's what I like about Spider-Man, too. And in the last few years, he's grown to be my favorite superhero. Thanks to movies like, you know, Homecoming, Infinity War, Spider-Verse. I, I prefer that that incarnation of, of Peter Parker. I think he's more charming and likable while still having a more true to the. You know, we still need more. We still need more time with him. To to. Well, we'll see this year, see I guess, that. with that other one yeah, that's coming. Yeah, we'll see this year. I don't know. We've seen like, a fair amount. Infinity War is okay, but I mean, 
Like, just the fact that he's even involved in that kind of epic shit, like in Infinity War, makes him not as interesting to me. I like this iteration of where it's just him and the city, and there's no other superheroes to worry about, and he's just got to do his best, and he's got to fight corny villains. My, my my issue is with Toby Maguire. He's just so lame. I, it might it might simply be because of his voice. Like whenever yeah. he says anything, when he's wearing the mask, and he just sounds like such a dork. It's like, come on, man, you, you're doing something so cool and heroic, and then you say like, the lamest shit. That's that's exactly what I love about him. Yeah, me so too. We're just never gonna agree here. Yeah, that's exactly that, what I love. That about That bugs him. me so much. <laughs> he's a fucking dweeb. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. Yeah, I don't know. Just that expert doesn't work for me. We got another Bruce Campbell cameo in this film. He plays a French guy. Yeah, he's, a, he's in all of them. Do you prefer the Andrew Garfield to? Oh no, no, no. He's by far the worst. I no, I just think in the last few years there there have been better Spider Men mm-hmm. in in movies and games and such. Mm. I I love I love the uh, the shot where he's swinging through the city. And the camera comes out of Doc Ock's glasses. Like that was a really cool. Oh yeah, nice yeah. transition that, there. That nice. Like so creative. You never see that shit. Like that's that's mm-hmm. my biggest problem with Spider-Man: Homecoming is that it's like it's all filmed like a fucking Judd Apatow movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like shot reverse shot, and then some action scenes that look like it was just like a different department responsible for the cinematography there, like the director's <laughs> voice. Yeah, they each have like, not one in the needs. film. Yeah, you know? the first AD made it. It's just it. There's no no personality to the filmmaking. Is that's what makes me just bored from it. Like I I enjoyed it when I saw it. I was like, yeah, that was a good movie. But like, I just don't. I don't think I'll ever see it again. I'll see the second one, and hopefully the cinematography will be better. But it's just it's really boring, especially in comparison to to the Sam Raimi trilogy. You know, there's so much going on. Like that that whole train sequence. You know, it was exhilarating. You really feel like you're you're flying through the air with this character. It's all shot so well. Yeah. Well, Homecoming's going for a very different kind of thing too. It's it's more it's a Marvel of a Ferris Bueller kind of. Yeah, that too. But it's not trying to be as stylish as, as this. It's yeah. going for a totally different thing. I mean, those characters are way better written too in Homecoming. That's what I mean. I think with a script like that and the presentation of a Raimi movie, it could be like a masterpiece, but. Oh yeah, absolutely. The writing really holds but, it back for me. But I just Marvel can't. I can't get attached to anything. From like that, from these things mm-hmm. now. Well, yeah, they, they make sure everyone films on the same camera. Yeah, do all the same. Mm-hmm. They will have to look the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they want Peyton Reed to make them <laughs> instead of Edgar Wright mm-hmm. or James Gunn. You know, we don't need them. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Do you guys have oh, much more to say about? Uh, Spider-Man 2? No, not really. It's a great movie. Great movie. Uh, five out of five for me. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's that's what I had it as before I rewatched it, and I've changed it now to a three uh, star. <gasps> yeah, man. I, I think I think it's good, not great. That's my that's my take on it. I, I, How I just can't, dare you? I can't get how behind the writing characters. They're, they're too bad. When we've just spent the time describing how awful James Franco and Kirsten Dunst are in the movie, and they're two of the major characters oh, yeah. in the film, she just, and how Mary bad Doc Ock's. Like, it's, like, it's, 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 <laughs> t- it's too much for me, because there are too many scenes dedicated to them. And sure, the action is, 
it's incredible. It's it's amazing. It's the it's the best parts of the movie for sure. And the, every everything to do with Doc Ock in terms of you know how they present it, um, with the arms and the the effects all attached to that are are amazing. But there's also a plot and characters and arcs that happen around it that are, are, are pretty bad for the most part. Some awful dialogue in there. Some just really bad scenes. Uh, some of the CG has aged dreadfully, just like in the original Spider-Man. I don't think the CG has aged that poorly, though. Like, no, I don't know. I don't, like, I don't feel that. in the same way. Nah, that... man. I I think it's so no. obviously CG. Like well, when they're falling down I the mean, side of the building, and yeah, there's mm. you can tell it's CG, but it's not like the worst. It's it's not like oh, I no longer believe no. that this you know this is happening in the film's universe or anything. It's not like the first one. It's well done. Like, all the effects are well done. And they only use CG when they absolutely have to. Like, there's plenty of moments when he's climbing up buildings or whatever, and it's a set. It's a it's a wall they built, you know, uh, facing down, and they shoot the camera in a certain way, so it looks like he's mm-hmm. climbing up. Like, like, there's plenty of practical stuff. And, like, and I that's all the stuff I liked. The effects at all. Yeah. It, it looked very much to me like, what was it, 2004 CG. That was very obvious to me. Yeah. There's a lot about this film that I love even more than the first. There's a lot about this film that I don't love even more than the first. I think Mary Jane got so much worse. <laughs> There's like Aunt May fucking dangling from a the umbrella. That was weird. <laughs> like she mm-hmm. seemed to have oh, super that. strength. I know. There's a lot, I mean, like yeah. They, they, <laughs> There's like heightened aspects yeah, of what I love about it and also like what kind of drags it down a little, you know, I guess critically for me. I think I like this one more. I would sooner watch this one again than the first one. Uh, but I, I think I'm giving it the same rating, a 7 out of 10. It, this one, this one's like a higher 7 than the other one. The other one was like close to a 6, but still a 7. This one's like higher up, I guess. But yeah, I really, really love it not enough to to give it an 8. Well, if we're talking purely about my love for the film, then it's just like I could give it a 10. But, you know, from a critical standpoint of of just the overall cheesiness and uh, especially Mary Jane, she's just such an awful person <laughs> and just stupid things that yeah. happen and, you know, the plot, then, then I have to give it a 7. Mary Jane wasn't that... Annoying to me, for in this one. Yeah, the I can't one, stand her. In the third one, <laughs> she's a fucking piece of work. What'd you think? Along with everybody else. What'd you think of Spider-Man Three? Third one is uh, third one's not as good as the first two. I think we can all agree on that. Spider-Man Three is bad. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it, man. It's Spider-Man not Three is bad. A movie. Good. I don't think movie. it's bad. I don't think it's bad. It ain't. It ain't good. <laughs> it's kind of. A guilty pleasure, but I don't think it's a, kind like of. I don't. Th- I don't. It's think not it's boring. Good. I'll give it that. It's entertaining. Right. That's that's the thing. It's yeah. entertaining. There's lots of well done aspects about it. I actually think the the first half is not that bad. It's not really till um like Topher Grace gets his venom suit that the movie really starts to get just awful. But mm-hmm. I mean, there's some good aspects about it. Yeah, I mean, there's there's elements that are like kind of still there from the first two, but in terms of, you know, the first two movies, there's this, I guess, internal debate of like, am I laughing with the movie or at the movie? This one, it's definitely at the movie for the majority of it. Yeah, 
You know, it, yeah. it's definitely like, yes, I'm still laughing in the same way, but it's kind of like an uncomfortable, like, yeah, this is bad. And I'm still enjoying it because I love the, you know, Sam Raimi trilogy. And I, this is nostalgic in a way, but it's, it, you know, it, it's, it's less charmingly cartoonish and more just like poorly thought out. When you look at what doesn't work about the yeah. film, it's like, okay, there's well, it's more messy. There's conflicting stories. You know, there's too many villains. It's, it's just a big mess. It's not that much different in terms of each scene on its own, in terms of the, you know, the presentation and the way the characters are kind of acting. But it's just stuff with so much unnecessary garbage yeah. that just Studio doesn't need to be there. Too many villains, too many characters. Studio yeah. interference. First That's of all, they, they brought Venom into it. Yeah. They said, you have to put Venom in this movie. And <laughs> a lot of my friends are convinced that Sam Raimi made this movie bad on purpose because he was just so pissed. Well, he didn't want to put Venom in. Everything. No, he clearly didn't, and Venom feels very thrown in. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the Venom stuff is the worst stuff in the movie. Yeah. It's like the worst oh, interpretation of the character that I've seen. It's like, this isn't Venom. Mm-hmm. A like, very bad interpretation of Gwen Stacy. Oh, very yeah. Bad interpretations of, of a lot of the new new characters they put in. The old characters are still good. I think James Franco, uh, he sucks, but he's okay. Like... No, he's, he's awful. What he's been up to before. No, come on. Like he the... has an amnesia plot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. No, I you, you can't excuse that. <laughs> that. That shit, when he was cooking with Mary Jane, and they were like, oh, uh, we love each other now all of a sudden. Uh, <laughs> that was so bad. Yeah, it's, yeah, they're, they're worse. Both of those characters are worse than Spider-Man 2. <laughs> Mary Jane is, is really one. just irritating. Oh, yeah. She's, she's getting pissed off because Spider-Man... Gave Gwen Stacy a kiss. Fuck you. You kissed everybody in Spider-Man 2. You, there's not a character you didn't fucking kiss. Okay, you're allowed to kiss everybody you want. He, he can't give one kiss. She left her husband at the altar for yeah. him. What the fuck kind of person are you? <laughs> Miss Moral Superiority over here? Fuck you, Mary Jane. She's a terrible person. And this film just, like, <laughs> exemplifies it. She's just so awful. I'm just mad at her the whole Sandman? movie. Sandman sucks. What do we feel about Sandman? <laughs> he made the, first of all, what the fuck was his origin? Where he was running away from the police, and they falls into this like hole that has a bunch of sand in it, and then just this machine turns on. Yeah, they were doing <laughs> like, they, like no sensors, like molecular particle physics sand. testing. <laughs> He's sand now. See, I, I thought I thought that was no more stupid than the the first two movies in terms of Sandman. I think Sandman is the one thing Sam Raimi wanted in the movie. I thought that was the villain yeah, he he was passionate it. about. That's and I fine. feel like his introduction, his his uh, origin with his powers thing. That's you know that was it was really really stupid, even more stupid than the previous two. But you know you could forgive that if the rest of it was okay. It's not just like the origin of his powers. It's Sandman. Out of all of the villains in this entire trilogy, it's the it's the one where like. The more you think about it, the less it makes sense in every aspect. Like, just how he works physically. Like, does he have lungs? He has eyes, I guess. Like, is he, does he, he not allowed to drink water? Like, there's just so much about yeah. it where it's, it, his, the whole physical explanation of what he is is just like, okay, this is dumb. You know, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, we, if you go, go that deep though, then the first two movies villains like make no sense either. Not as much, not nearly as much, I don't think. It's not, it's not as bad or as unconvincing. I mean, what is the Green Goblin is, he just has some gas that makes him evil. 
Dr. Octopus has just got robot arms that are evil. This is like, we're gonna rearrange your molecules so that you can turn into sand. It's, it's fucking too far out there yeah. for this kind of series, I think. Yeah, you I agree. He's like a famous Spider-Man villain. Like Venom, even Venom is more I thought the whole point was that it's cartoonish and dumb. This is overboard. That's what makes them good. But it goes too far. That's the issue. I think it just goes too far in this one. Not only does it go too far, but it's th- in this film, there isn't that much holding it up outside of that. You know, like the cartoonish and yeah, dumb that's aspects the, that's of the, the first issue. two. It's like, yeah, it's that, and it's part of the tone, and I love it, but like there's substance there as well. Whereas in this film, it's like, it's really difficult to find the substance here. It's really difficult to attach to something that I love, <laughs> that, that I can say like, yeah, I really love this choice. I really love how they did this. It, it, there's not much there for this film. Well, yeah, the biggest issue I have with Sandman, aside from you know how stupid he is, is the the the, the worst crime possibly that the film commits is by you know, retroactively forcing Sandman's importance into the past of the of like these this universe. Oh, I hated that. Kind of rec- oh. retconning Uncle Ben's death. I hated that is, so is much. Such, a, such an awful decision. So unnecessary to try and add something to that character. It's like disrespectful. Yeah, yeah. It's like shoving poop into the face of the the first movie. Yeah. Not yeah. respecting well, why that, that works. Personal connection subplot. Because that was one yeah. of the best parts of, of the first two, was Uncle Ben, the first one, and then the second one has more Peter dealing with the guilt of Uncle Ben's death and telling Aunt May that this movie needed something like that, and they tried to throw Did that they? in. And I assume, yeah, that's, that's, like... the, well, that's why Sam Raimi so adamantly wanted Sandman in it, I think, is so he could have this plot going on. And it doesn't really work. It's, it's just like insisted importance, you know? Yeah. So aside from Sandman and his stupid retconning of his story, there's, an, there's another crime. And aside from the amnesia, there's another crime. There are two, two love triangles in the movie. Yeah. Not only not just one love triangle, but two. Something that, you know, <laughs> who likes a, a love triangle? Who, who rushes to a love triangle and, and promotes that? It's like, yeah, yeah that's, that's a great thing to have in your movie. There are two. There's the Peter... Harry and Mary Jane one, and there's the Mary Jane, Peter, and Gwen Stacy one. Both don't really go anywhere. Both lame. Waste of time. Can't believe they're both in the movie. (laughs) I absolutely agree. Is I think this one's the longest one too, and it just seems like there's so much fucking filler, especially when they're trying to fit like Mm -hmm. three villains in there, you know, and they they just don't feel like they that's really the cardinal sin of the movie. The, the first movie and the second movie just have one villain with Harry in the background. And then, like, so much of this movie is just trying to mimic that same structure as the first two. And it doesn't really work. Like, how you have the relationship issues in the first two with Peter. Like, that that was interesting and it worked somewhat. And then in, in this one, it doesn't. Because, like, Mary Jane and him are already together. He, she already knows that he's Spider-Man. And so what they try to do with it just isn't that interesting. The protagonist already has it all. It's like it's not an interesting place to start with, which maybe could have made Venom work with if Venom came in and kind of made him into an asshole and ruined his life or something. Yeah, be, it took everything you know, from him. Some like, how, like what yeah. Dark Knight Rises did, where like he loses everything and he's yeah. hopeless and he has to like recover and, and rise back up. That's what this movie needed to do. 
But it doesn't, because it's too busy copying the first two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe <laughs> it was just Venom and just um, Harry. That, that That's more than enough to work with. You don't need anything else. Right. You don't need all this garbage around it. But they're both photographers, and they want to be the best picture takers for J. Jonah Jameson. Uh, See, it's like a, a yeah. yin and yang sort of thing. Yin and yang. Well, it's, this, it's the superhero trope of, oh, God, we got to come up yin with a new yang. villain. <laughs> no, I no, it's it's yang. <laughs> yeah, I think you said it totally wrong. Yin and yang. <laughs> you were like, yin and yang. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> yang. No, I, I think Sorry, it's pronounced yang, actually. I, I looked it up, but I, really? I might be wrong. I know everybody says yin and yang, but I think it might be yang. That's why I said it that way in my old boy <laughs> review. Because I looked it up and that's yeah, what it said, maybe. so I, look, well, I don't know. Fuck. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll find out from the comments, I'm sure. Yeah. Anyway, Where I'll did that start. originate? Go ahead. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I was just saying how that that's a, a, tr a tried and true superhero villain cliche with the evil version of the goody thing you yeah. know evil iron man and iron yeah. man one you know and so yeah. on and so forth but i i just don't think you should have toby Maguire and topher grace in the same movie <laughs> quite honestly <laughs> topher grace is really bad it, it does it become a bit of a parody of itself doesn't it yeah at, at points yeah it, it it's does. too far it goes too far and not in a good that being way said, there's a lot i like about it still so see my, one of my biggest issues is i i thought the <laughs> the action sequences and CG were abysmal. I thought yeah. it was worse than Spider-Man 2 yeah. and even worse than 1 in a in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't even yeah. I couldn't even latch onto that like I could with the previous two. You know what I think happened? I think that because there was so much of an overabundance of computer effects in this film, the budget was just more spread out between each shot. Like in the first two films, like yeah. sure there was CG a lot of it, you know, but like it was used sparingly. It was a healthy mixture of, of CG and practical. Whereas this film, it's like there are no practical shots of Sandman, you know, like there's CG everywhere no. and they there's try a, really hard real to make it look cool. On it. And it's just, it's so lame. You compare like that train scene, which has tons of practical shots. Most of it is practical. And th this, this scene in Spider-Man 3 where... Uh, Harry is fighting yeah. Peter, and they're like flying on the gliders and going yeah. through the city. It's all CG. The Literally whole thing. All so it's just like you're watching some of the it fucking is green computer. screen. Uh, some of it, yeah, and it looks really fake. It looks it's terrible. Just, they couldn't do it. They weren't. Yeah, I don't even think you could do it now, really. I, I like the idea of some of the action sequences, though. Like, I, I like the idea of that one where he's got the ring that he's trying to keep a hold of, but yeah. how he's keep making him, like, drop it. That, that could have been a fun action sequence with the, you know, proper visual effects and whatnot. But I, I did happen yeah, to it see... Goes too far. Yeah, it does go too far. But I, I did happen to read in the trivia that supposedly after test screenings of the initial cut, audiences complained that there wasn't enough action so at the last second they oh, threw really? a bunch of action and just and shoved it in yeah that's hilarious so that 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 might be why it looks so dreadful you know it does that look so bad i wouldn't be surprised because i thought that that scene is particularly ugly on the eyes like, it I is thought that, that looks so so yeah, bad but i don't know that scene seems kind of like it's a necessary scene that's how harry gets his amnesia <laughs> so yeah, but, but it is very long though isn't it they might have extended it or something yeah maybe they could have extended it 
Um, like, some of the, the CG was, like, I thought the CG on the Sandman, while it was a little dated, it looked good. I thought it looked kind of cool. Sometimes it kind of rode the line yeah. of being almost okay sometimes. It's it the kind like of thing shit. they could do like fine now, probably. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, particle physics was, it was more like experimentation at that point. Yeah. Like, they, they didn't I remember really it being master impressive it at, the time. at that point. Well, yeah, it was impressive for the time yeah, of like, hey, look cool. what we can do with computers, but it never felt real. Yeah. It, it always looked like shit. Even no, back, no, no. back then, it was, it was never <laughs> convincing. I don't want to say it looked like shit. It, it does like kind of look like shit. It looked like bulk. No, it, I thought it looked like Spy Kids 3D at points. <laughs> Sandman? Well, when he turns into Sandman, you like know, shit. just the effects. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. just in general. Yeah, I agree. I didn't like the design of Venom either. They, they didn't really, they didn't really go full out like he's super big and strong, like and the, the no. giant tongue also, like he has in the new Venom movie with Tom Hardy. He just mm-hmm. kind of looks like. Just a dude with like a big mouth. It looks really bad. Venom, Venom weirdly has the same issue that mimics and echoes Spider-Man in these Sam Raimi movies, where he's just kind of lame. Like they get the lamest actor to play him, and they get the lamest incarnation yeah. of that character. Right. Well, I mean, he's not like he's not as much dorky lame as he is just kind of like douchey, cocky lame, you know? Like, he's so, so and, much of an uh, asshole. His, his motivations but were so bad. he has such little confidence in himself. He he's more of like a bully. Be a yeah. I'll show you, Spider-Man. He prays to God to <laughs> kill Peter Parker. That's the only reason why he's there, too. They needed to yeah. have him there so that he it's got like, come the on. symbiote. That, that's such a lame way. Yeah, just so the symbiote, <laughs> when it attaches to him, makes him want to kill Spider-Man. Alone at Great. night in a church, praying to God that Peter Parker will be murdered. That's what I mean about it being too far. It's just like rushed together. Oh, crap, we got to get Venom in here. How do we make this make sense? Yeah. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Did you love how, uh, exactly. how when Venom falls from space... It just so happens to be within like fifty feet of Peter Parker. Like, out of all the places on the globe, it could have landed. Just probability-wise, that's a little absurd. You know, I think that's pushing it a lot yes, farther than, than probability yeah. for any of the other films. I think that's the most well, improbable know, thing that happened. You know, in Spider-Man Two, um, the Mary Jane's husband was an astronaut. Yeah, you know, that was going to be. In Spider-Man 3, that astronaut comes back and has Venom as a stowaway. See, that could have made sense. Yeah, that was going to be the story, but the, it was too expensive that? to do. What? It was too expensive, so they just had it be a meteor, yeah. It, it probably would have taken too long. This movie's already really long. Well, I mean... And it, you and could it have, feels long. You could have communicated that in a way where it wasn't expensive. You didn't have to show anything happening in space. You could just have them coming back no, just from have a mission. Land in Central Park right next to him. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. That's what, that's what the studio executives wrote in. Yeah. On the script. Their script coverage. Even if we're going to ignore the quality of the computer animation in this film, none of the action scenes seem impressively storyboarded like the first two films. No. Like, when you look at the train scene in Spider-Man 2, it's like just imagining what the storyboard would have looked like for that. Every shot, mm-hmm. you know, just purposeful, exhilarating, creative. Yeah. And in this in this film, it's just like they outsourced it or something. I don't know what the fuck happened. You know, it, it doesn't seem yeah, the, the purposeful anymore. The fight at anymore. the end with Venom and all of them, it's very dull. Yeah. I don't know if... It's like a video game. Up. Like, I'm not with you on that. 
Yeah, but seriously, I don't think like it's a video like game. Terrible. It's still not on the level of Amazing Spider-Man Two, Amazing Spider-Man Two, and that CG and that all that. Like, they're different kinds fiction. of bad, but There's, they're both. Awful. Yeah, I don't know. They're, they're kind of similar kinds to of me. Bad. There's still a style here. Like, I don't think yeah, you gave not up. Really. You, you made it like <laughs> Sam Raimi. It didn't really feel like up. Sam Raimi it's anymore. Just, it, it really, really didn't. Work. Comparing the action scenes no, from the first two films to the third were... one, there's like nothing in it that I can really remember or care about in terms of no, how it was presented. It was still, mainly because it just wasn't as fun, but also because just the story wasn't good and the characters weren't as interesting. Yeah, you just don't care by that point, do you? You just yeah. don't give a shit. I did care, like the, the just the filmmaking behind it is not purposeful at all. Yeah, it in these action help, though, scenes, like that's what I loved so much about the first two, and it was just completely absent from this film. To me, it felt like it was someone who watched the Spider-Man Two train scene and was trying to copy it in a new context. You know, with Kinda, like yeah. falling sequences and yeah, it didn't yeah. really capture the heart of what made that whole sequence so exhilarating and work so well. Mm-hmm. Which is the emotional investment. Yeah, exactly. Really there's nothing. Uh, yeah, there's nothing that keeps you interested <laughs> for that whole sequence. But um, this film also has two versions. The the oh. Spider-Man Three editor's cut also exists. What? <laughs> did you? Yeah, watch it, that's what it's called. I did. I did. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, it 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 might be better. Really? Oh, what they changed? Did they cut yeah. out film? Um, <laughs> no, they they cut out that awful scene from the original cut where and i can't decide whether this does actually make it better or worse you guys can help me decide mm-hmm. where harry he's already had his face exploded by the bomb and his kind of butler comes in and kind of explains uh, about what happened with uh, uh, harry osborne and how he actually died as motivation to oh, yeah. convince him to go and help peter that scene's just not in the editor's cut so Harry just shows up. But <laughs> that's kind of funny. <laughs> that's uh, weird. So, cause, because that scene is that scene is so bad with with the um, the guy yes. coming in and, and just explaining to him. Yeah, that it's it's genuinely so insultingly bad and and sloppy and lazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't have that, and it and it kind of cuts around the infamous dancing sequence a bit. Oh, really? Um, is it still in yeah. there? Like. It is, it. yeah. It, everything's kind of rejigged around a little bit. It, whoever put this together tried their very best, I think, but <laughs> it, it, it's too fucked at its core to really, to really fix in any yeah. major way. But I think, yeah, I, it's it's not like the Spider-Man Two different cuts where it's so definitive which one is better for me. Like this one is, it, both cuts aren't aren't great no matter what because you know the yeah, story the is just cut, so though, lame. It's shorter and it has less awful shit in it. Like that, yeah, so. yeah. The editing's still bad in it though because you know they don't have any <laughs> any real choice of like what to cut around. Yeah, it's kind of a cluster. Can we talk about emo Parker for a bit? Yes. What were they thinking? That was bad. Like, emos were not, like, well-received by society at that point. Like, why would you turn your <laughs> flagship superhero into Mr. Emo Boy? Like, he, the symbiote made him dye his hair and get some hair gel and put it over his eyes? Like, what the fuck yeah. was that? What were they thinking? Again, they wanted to do over-the-top. The, like, don't think about it logically. They wanted to do over-the-top, he becomes a bad boy. 
which could have been really It wasn't really, really funny, a bad boy. It, it went too far. It was so weird because yeah, it, it was it was so conflicting. No, it was, it, they were trying at the same time. It was like, haha, like, finger guns. Like, supposed to laugh at him. At what point does a guy dress like that, <laughs> this fucking dweeb, who now, <laughs> who's now like Mr. Emo Kid, at what point does he start getting all the ladies in like any kind of society? <laughs> like, oh yeah, I'm so confident and suave now. <laughs> that, yeah, that's like, the issue like, ew, gross. Get away that, from that me. Funny. Like, what the fuck is that? I think aside from that, it, it would kind of work. Because it, it's like the antithesis of the raindrops keep falling on my head sequence from the second one. It's like the opposite. Yeah. It's, it's, it's supposed to be exaggerating. Far. Yeah, it, it it doesn't make sense within, within the confines. Because it, it would kind of work if... Because they already established that Venom kind of accentuates, uh, you know, feelings that you're already having. So... It would it would make sense for this lamo to think he's kind of being cool by having this alien, you know, accentuate how he, how he's feeling. But it actually works for him. Yeah. So they confirm that, that's it. what makes it really confusing. Yeah, exactly. If if everybody was like, "Ew, gross, get away from me," then that would have worked so much better. But instead, it's like, "Oh, like, everybody." There were people. Well, like maybe just in the dance scene, there was some weird looks or whatever. But like. He wound up. Yeah. He wound up like getting into like clubs and getting girls and shit. And like, it was so like the the film was like reinforcing like, yeah, he's a bad boy now. Like, what? This isn't cool. It it, it felt like unintentionally lame. And I get that they were trying to make it kind of lame also. But like the fact that they were reinforcing this idea that like, oh, he's cool now, that really did not help it. Yeah, it should be accentuating that he's lame. Yeah. Have you seen the uh, YouTube video Spider-Man 3 dance scene with realistic audio? <laughs> no. You should check that out later. Nope. It's really funny. Somebody took out the the music in the dance scene and just added like a bunch of foley so like his clothes like ruffling and just him going like ah, ah. and like you can hear the <laughs> footsteps. It's really funny. Yeah. Just like traffic in the background. <laughs> That's what I was picturing when he was dancing to yeah. himself. It's like there's no music yeah. in Cause it doesn't the make real any sense. world here. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. It's so bad. Th this is a film where like even the score felt worse. Even the music felt like much less purposeful. Like what the fuck well, was yeah, Danny up Upland with didn't the, do it, uh, did he? He didn't do it? No. Oh, I didn't even know that. Someone called like Christoph Beck or something. Why the fuck did they do that? Maybe he wasn't interested. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It seems like a lot of people weren't interested in making this one. It's just the overall morale just seemed lower for this. That jazzy bullshit when when him and Harry are fighting? Like what was that? <laughs> like what what the fuck kind of tone were you trying to go for there? It was so weird. It's just a confused movie in every sense. Yeah. I love how uh the symbiote basically just is on his suit, but not him, kind of. <laughs> like, that was weird. Yeah, they kind of picked and choose the way that worked. Yeah, it was a little inconsistent. Yeah. Apparently, the uh, the symbiote is classically trained in jazz piano. Yeah. <laughs> Peter, all of a sudden, is a master piano player. It's, yeah, they do things just for the sake of a gag. Yeah. It's like, that's not funny. Yeah. You're just doing this to try and get a cheap laugh. You're yeah. better than this normally. Yeah, exactly. 
Look, what else is even left in this fucking film? What else is left? That's like kind of the whole movie. Yeah. What is this film even about? There's not that much to to pull from this film <laughs> other than like that was my real it's a issue messy with it. Studio interference, kind of cash grab. Yeah. But yeah. I think some people are trying. I think Tobey Maguire is so good. Sam Raimi came through sometimes. But yeah, it's a very messy movie. Eddie Brock was really annoying the whole time. Like Topher Grace, I hated him. I didn't like Sandman. Yeah. I didn't like James Franco. Like I hated MJ. Like n there was nobody to attach onto in this film. Like not even Spider-Man. Oh, of course he's always funny, but he's not even he's not like a character to attach onto. Like who am I supposed to relate to in this story? Exactly. I hated Spider-Man too. Like they they took every character and made them more annoying, and then threw in other characters that were annoying. And so you've just got an entire film filled with obnoxious, unlikable characters that you don't want to see. <laughs> yeah, that's the real issue. Because you could forgive like some bad CG and stuff like that if at the very heart of it there was like a, a good story and real drama with characters that you cared about. But you mm -hmm. don't care about any of them because, like you say, they are yeah. they're so unlikable. I don't want to see and these the guys do anything. Too, it was very weak. Just the way they chose to end this whole series. It was limp, it was wasn't like, it? Yeah, very lit. It was kind of like the La La Land ending, <laughs> where they like go to the club and they they like lock Spoilers. eyes with each other. Yeah, spoilers for La La Land. Um, but, yeah, it was really underwhelming. <sighs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, what's it's the a, rating? It's, a, it's fucking yeah, exactly. exhausting, bad movie, and it killed the franchise, which is. Uh, who knows? I don't know. Maybe a good thing. They could have made Spider-Man 4, I guess, if they wanted. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Yeah. Let, let the good thing die. Yeah. And just move on. A third movie being good would have been nice, too, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I would have preferred that. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, of course. We didn't need Venom. But when does that happen? Like, no. I love Venom. Venom. I like the character Venom. I would like to see Venom in a Spider-Man movie that's good, but... That's never gonna happen. So, whatever. <laughs> they, they still gotta. Yeah, they they haven't done it yet. Still waiting. Um, but yeah, it's, it's gonna be. It's too challenge. silly. It's too messy. Has way too many villains. And but overall, I still enjoyed parts of it. Like a two out of five. Um, we're kind of in agreement on this one. I think it's just a mess, but not the not the worst thing in the world. It's kind of interesting, like. You can't take your eyes off it in the same way you can't take your way eyes off like a a dying animal or something. <laughs> just just to see what's going to yeah. happen next. It's still entertaining. Yeah, it's entertaining, but you know, it and it it just becomes the the very thing you know everyone thought the originals would be you know on paper yeah. before they'd proved themselves. It's mm -hmm. like oh, you just became the very thing. <laughs> oh, get out of here, man! Two out of five. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's not good. It's not good. I, I was initially, uh, thinking, uh, like a five right after I watched it, but like just thinking about it today, I, I'm giving it a four out of ten. You think it's worse than Amazing Spider Man? Come on. What, well, I mean, I think, what, what did I say about the Amazing Spider Man? I think I said I give it a, like a four or a five. 
I think I said five. Yeah, but five. Yeah, five. I don't know. It's five. like this one is more. Well, um, that's me that's comparing ratings. This, this one. Curious. This one is more. Um, unintentionally incompetent in what it tries to do. Like I don't. I don't think that the Amazing Spider-Man, the first one, tried very hard at all. I don't think it was trying to be anything really. It was just like kind of a cash grab. And in that sense, it was more kind of like honest with itself, I guess. Whereas this film, <laughs> this film, yeah. it like this is this is the conclusion of this trilogy that so much love initially went into, and to to see it all crash and burn, you know. And like, there's, I'm I'm more annoyed by this film. Like the the Amazing Spider-Man one, I'm bored by it. This one, I'm I'm more annoyed by it. Like. Yeah. I can't. I can't yeah, fucking I stand. This movie the way you are. I can't fucking stand Venom as a character, and I, I, I hate. Like after watching it recently, I realized how much I hate Topher Grace's voice as Venom. I realized just watching, <laughs> yeah, yeah, watching like Venom and hearing like, "I'll get you, Spider Man!" Like, fuck off. That's not Venom. What the hell is that? Mm-hmm. What the fuck are yeah. you doing? Like, it was just. That's it felt like much. not just a betrayal of of like the comic books and source material, but a betrayal of of the trilogy. I really, uh, it's not great. I think I'm giving it a four out of ten. Yeah. Hmm. I don't. I don't see this as Oof. a crash and burn. Like, I don't think it's that awful. I just think that this is more like it petered out. Petered. As a series. Yeah, petered. <laughs> he, petered Parker out. <laughs> Damn. Pizza time. Uh. Pizza time! <laughs> I don't know if you saw my my tweet. I I took a little snippet of the movie watching party, and we ordered pizza. And when he said pizza time, we all ate our pizza. Because <laughs> somebody, I I found out like I just did a Google search. When does Peter Parker say pizza time in Spider Man Two? And there was actually a Reddit post that made it to the front page uh, on New Year's uh, this past year, saying, "Hey." FYI, if you start playing uh, Spider-Man 2 at at like 11.52.30 p.m., he'll say pizza time at midnight. What a great way to bring in the new year. <laughs> and everybody <laughs> upvoted it. But, yeah. All right. So that was a great lengthy discussion on the Spider-Man films. I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad we did this. Okay, we did it. Yeah, we'll here. do like two or three questions. <laughs> I gotta get back to it's a long episode. <laughs> okay, I'll do some ones that aren't juicy as Sorry. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, they got plenty of content. Yeah. Okay, so if you want to leave your own questions for us to answer in this part of the episode, head over to the Sardonicast Reddit where Ralph normally leaves a funny little thread for you to leave whatever question you want. So we'll start this one with. Junkyard Jesus 1981 with a topic that's on people's minds I think at the moment because of the Oscars in your opinion what is the worst best picture winner uh I mean the the two answers are kind of obvious aren't they what like Crash well, and... one of them is Crash for me I've never even seen Crash but that's my answer <laughs> yeah I enjoyed I it when I was just younger curiosity. but Thinking back on it, it's just it's not aging well in my memory. And there's a lot of stupid things that happened and it was really forced and preachy. So there's one, I guess, but I don't know. Like 
I'll have to look at the best picture winners on Wikipedia, see if there's another one that stands so, out. Don't you, you don't like Spotlight, do you? I thought it was just a very bland, boring, unspecial movie, but it's not something that I like. thought was terrible. It was just not something that I would have liked to have seen win Best Picture when there were so many other nominees that yeah. were much better. Those are the only two that really jump out to me because I went through like yeah. a list of a bunch of them. Yeah, really. That's that's usually it. Yeah, I don't really think Spotlight is bad, but I don't think it deserved to win. It's just forgettable. Like nobody fucking talks about it at this point. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. It was also yeah. really that's surprising that it won. Like that didn't make any sense. Yeah, like the artist and King's Speech. Like all those movies are good, but I think there's always movies that are better. Like. The only one I would say is bad is Crash. Like, that's the only one I would okay. say is bad. Well, I'm just scrolling through. We're in the 2000s. We're in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, nothing really nothing, jumped out at me aside from those two. Nothing offensive. We could beat that this year, given the nominees. We could yeah, definitely beat that. that. Yeah, if Black Panther wins. <laughs> I'll be, be so that happy would, if Black Panther wins. That would be awesome. Yeah, I, I want it to win. Fuck it. Woo! I do. do. It. I legitimately <laughs> want it to win. I think it would be the funniest yeah, thing. We'll see. <laughs> it would be hilarious. Anyway. Tunisian asks, are there any filmmakers who you think have made both a 10 out of 10 and a 1 out of 10? And if so, who are they? M. Night. M. Night's <laughs> a good one. What would you say is a 10 out of 10? I don't know. The Sixth Sense. It's pretty great. I mean, it has Sixth its flaws. Sense is 10 out of 10? It has its flaws, but like <laughs> overall, I mean like, it might just it might just me be be me trying to like fulfill the prophecy of <laughs> of his downward spiral by artificially inflating yeah. how great yeah, his first um, film was. Don't take the question really literally film. in terms of like has to be a ten out of ten. Yeah, but the question I mean, is more interesting of like a really good movie and then a really bad yeah, movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, realistically, the sixth sense. I don't know. It's an eight or higher for sure. Like I actually think that it's a great film. I really love it. And Glass was, like, the worst fucking thing, <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> just Glass, or you mean most of I mean, you could, you could give... It's just the worst thing. Realistically, you could give a 1 out of 10 to several of M. Night's films, and it wouldn't be out of the question, <laughs> yeah. so... Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, my, my filmmakers are... Well, mine is David Lynch. He made mm. Dune, which is awful. It's really bad. Mm -hmm. But he also really? made, of course, Eraserhead and uh, Blue Velvet, like all kinds of great movies. And then also um, Tarantino. He made Pulp Fiction and uh, lots of great stuff. But, What's his uh, one star? What's that race movie? Death oh, Death Proof? Race. Death Proof, sorry. Death Race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Death Proof. Death Proof, which is really bad. So. I fucking love Death Proof. Yeah, we're gonna have to do a death proof. We totally have episode. to. Yeah, let's talk about death proof because death proof is a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of with you. <laughs> but we'll, we'll get into it. Yeah, I guess debatably, some people would say George Lucas in this answer. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's a great yeah, answer. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. Yeah, mine would be uh, Ridley Scott. Um, I love Alien, oh, yeah. but I hate Alien Covenant. <laughs> mm. Or um, Steven Spielberg. You make yeah. Schindler's List and then Ready Player One. Ready Player okay. One. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola went from The Godfather to like now he's making Twixt. 
It's the movie Twixt, which looks terrible. I've never <laughs> seen it, but it's like just shot on a digital camera. It looks fucking awful. Val Kilmer is like 80 years old in it. Oh, you should totally Sounds watch awesome. that. Other other good answers for this, even though I would probably not give them a 10 on their films, would be uh, Spike Lee would be a good one. Um, mm-hmm. Spike Lee's a great answer. Jason Reitman would be a good one for this. He's directed some um, great mo- movies and some actually, terrible, terrible movies. I was going to say the guy who made uh, Mute. Oh, yeah. Mute. Oh, yeah. What's that guy? David Bowie's Jones. son. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he kind of... He made Moon and Source Code are very good, and then Mute is awful. But Yeah, Mute sucks. I couldn't finish it. Yeah. <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was literally just scrolling through my 1 out of 10 ratings on... Uh, MBB, <laughs> seeing who came up. All right. That's it for me. Raging Bull 1999 asks, which movie endings were so bad that they ruined the whole film? Did we answer something like this before? Yeah, we probably have, but whatever. Oh, well, remember <laughs> me. Have you guys seen that movie? I know what happens at the end, but I is haven't the, seen is it. Is that the 9-11 one? <laughs> uh, well, for those of you who don't know... Um, Robert Pattinson, it's like a drama having to do with his dad or whatever. It's boring as hell. But then the movie needed some emotional butt punch at the end. So the twist of the movie is the whole thing took place uh, right before 9-11. And Robert Pattinson's in the World Trade Center on 9-11 and he's gonna die. And that's the movie. <laughs> kind of funny. <laughs> You're like, that's what the fuck? <laughs> it's kind of funny, <laughs> but it's so fucked up and manipulative. I can't honestly yeah, believe he did that. that it's hilarious. Nasty. Disgusting. Source code. I hated the ending of that film. I am legend. Yeah. Hated the ending of that film. Yeah, bad ending. All is lost. Terrible ending for that film. Man of Steel. The whole movie was bad, but <laughs> the ending. Wait, is my, the, my my answer would be a DC game. movie. Wonder Woman. I thought it was fine up until the end. Yeah. Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yes. Yeah, yes, that's, that's a good example. Yeah. There's a film that like fucking nobody has seen, and it's really difficult to find on Blu-ray, um, with English subtitles at least, <laughs> called "The Fox and the Child," and it's like this. It's it's from the director. I think he directed March of the Penguins or something. Let me just check real quick. Yeah, March of the Penguins, and um, he's got like he's got a really great style. He's got this. Basically, he um. In this film, he mixes like nature documentary and fiction at the same time, and there are all these like crazy, like action sequences of like a wild cat chasing a fox or whatever. But it's like connected to the story, and you're getting all these weird, crazy shots, and it's super impressive. And like the 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 plot of the film is like this little girl is like friends with this, this fox outside or whatever, and. Um, the end of the film is like one of the most fucked up <laughs> kind of weird fucking things. I'm going <laughs> to spoil it. So it's spoiler warning everybody. But like the the little girl is like, I want to keep the fox. And she like, you know, she lures it into her home. And then like th- this entire film that was like that is on IMDb. It says rated G. And it like you would assume this entire film was <laughs> for kids like this girl befriending a fox. Right. Yeah. The fox fucking 
freaks out in her room and like smashes itself against her walls and runs all over and like and and screams out in pain and jumps through the fucking window and dies <laughs> and it's like <laughs> it's the weirdest thing it's Jesus. like holy shit what is this doing in this movie like i thought this was for kids like there's no way that would fucking fly well and that's part of the reason why no one's seen it i guess is because it, it's one of those things where it's like so, how the fuck ending, are you gonna though. sell that yeah it sounds awesome it's so weird <laughs> oh yeah it's the funniest fucking thing because it's out of nowhere but like it's also just like depressing <laughs> and just like terrible. <laughs> so that was one. Like that's that's a great film to show to people who like will have no idea that it's coming and just get their reaction. <laughs> you know, like oh, we're watching a nice little movie. It's like well shot, some cool sequences. This little girl befriending a fox, and then that scene fucking comes up. Like what the fuck? It's so <laughs> weird. It's called the Fox and the Child. Check it out. <laughs> Harry the Berry, that's quite funny. It says, uh, "What are some of the best uses of music, or alternatively, silence in film?" Hmm. What, what pops into your mind? Well, for silence, it's Raging Bull during the fight. There's a great use of silence. Um, but music, I gotta think about. You guys go. <laughs> well, it depends what you mean by uses of music, because if, like, we're talking about, like, the purpose behind composition, like, Inception has very purposeful composition. I think we explained this at some point before, like, the, the theme, whenever they're going into the dream world, like, the bomb, bomb is actually mm -hmm. a slowed down version of the, uh, you know, in ways very reminiscent to being a slowed down version of the song that they use to synchronize each other's sleeps or whatever i or their dreams yeah. or whatever yeah. i found that to be very cool and purposeful and also the music is great regardless you know there's lot there's lots of examples of of like well thought out and purposeful music like uh johnny greenwood's phantom thread you know the the notes sound like they're being played on one of those little uh instruments where where you're you take like a, a ball attached to a string and just let it fall you know it's like oh that's you know thematic with threads you know it's mm -hmm. kind of interesting mm -hmm. and also very well yeah, written Jonathan regardless it's a great example yeah it's it's like it's a it's really a thing the collaboration between a composer and a director is very important mm -hmm. like i was uh like i listened to the new score for bird box which is also by trent reznor yeah and it was it was definitely not bad at all, but very standard and not. Yeah, it was exciting. just nothing. Yeah, you wouldn't no, know it's them. So you compare that to like the work they do with David Fincher, it's way better because mm. I think those guys send way more notes back and forth. I think their work relationship is way better, and that that kind of stuff makes all the difference in you know moments like that where the music really makes the scene, like the Johnny Greenwood that scene in um, There Will Be Blood. When the the fire happens and there's like that fucking like this loud, I think it's like a string being plucked. Yeah, that's probably my answer. Yeah, there's there's plenty of examples of like silence being appropriately used to in in, in order to make a scene more impactful. Like there's way too many to for one to even stick out. Like I could just pick out like the Dark Knight. You know, there's no music during yeah. that scene, that chase scene. With the vehicles and it's like whoa this is so much more intense and you know like you you hear every single one of the uh sound design elements 
to it rather than the actual soundtrack like all the yeah. explosions and the tires screeching and all yeah. that like it's so well done interstellar has great use of silence and music as well oh yeah he's, he's very good with that stuff i guess the only other example i want to uh, bring up is uh the original old boy i thought that like all of the music was very purposeful yeah. very well done i love how near the end of the film the the villain is like humming the theme that we've been hearing the entire time and it's like it's not even mm -hmm. attempting to be like yeah. a fourth wall break it's it's like the the theme that we heard throughout the entire film is is like a uh, rendition a cinematic rendition of the theme from the evergreen old boys academy which actually plays a purpose into the film you know it's like oh wow you took something that's like in the film's universe you expanded upon it and made it more emotional and you know it, it's just it's so purposeful and i love the uh yeah. classical music during the tooth torture scene like everything about the music in the original old boy is super effective mm -hmm. super purposeful very well done and then in the remake they just decided fuck it we're gonna get stock music <laughs> bullshit so right that's great mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, i want to mention kubrick too like barry linden we talked about it the use of music in that but yeah barry linden and yeah. Yorgos who's in many ways copying, like, or not copying, a paying homage to Kubrick with his use of music. It's very effective as well. Mm -hmm. So, props to them. Um, you guys are laughing at me, but... <laughs> Madagascar? <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing. I was going to say DreamWorks as a, <laughs> as a company. Have weirdly good... Um soundtracks a lot of the time, especially anything John Powell has worked on. I love John Dragon, Powell. Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. Excellent. Actually, Excellent music. Yeah. Um, and even Hans Zimmer did the music for Madagascar 1, 2, and 3. What? And, uh, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, man. Oh, Hans. So, yeah. That's, that's, my, that's my choice. Yeah. I like the, I like the music he made for Happy Feet. It was great. Not Hans, John Powell. <laughs> oh, yeah, Hans I, I haven't seen Happy Feet Happy for Feet. so long. <laughs> no, it was good. Yeah, I can't really even remember, I can't really remember Happy Feet. Very I well. liked it. I enjoyed that movie. Yeah, I remember it. I liked it. Directed by uh, George Miller. <laughs> George, <laughs> George Miller's Happy Feet. Bizarre. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. All right. Anyway, is that it? Yeah. If you uh, did, you say the thing about how if they want to leave the more questions, go to the Reddit. I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. It's uh. Cool. It's my turn. To shut the movie. fuck up. <laughs> it Woo! won't be your turn for a while. Yeah. yeah. You might wish it was I your turn one. to recommend a movie. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'm. Ha I have an internal dilemma. Just um, do it. <laughs> you reckon? Just fucking do it. Then there's a second eternal dilemma. Okay. There is a great debate going on whether the second or third one of the movie I'm going to recommend. Uh, I wonder which is movie. Superior. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder which movie you're talking about. Nah, you're going to go into it wanting to hate it, so I'm just going to choose something else. Oh, Happy what? feet. Nah. No, no, no. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm going to choose. Okay, this is so tough. Madagascar two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Nice. No, seriously. Seriously. Okay. Go in with an open mind. That's all I ask. I will. 
That's okay. all I ask. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, I, I got, my mind is open. My mind is open. Yeah, and also smoke loads of weed before watching it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just because I'm a fucking long-haired hippie living in Vancouver doesn't mean I smoke a lot of weed, brah. <laughs> I'm going to be surprised. One viewing sober and then one viewing uh, yes, it's really true. short. It's really short, so it's like not. It's not okay. much. You know, it's not much of a commitment. Okay. But what's the runtime on that? One hour and twenty nine minutes, but it's probably like an hour and twenty. Um, oh, cool. Okay, is there anything that I need to? Uh, <laughs> I I watched the first movie a long time ago. Is there anything? Any... The first one is is renowned as being the fucking worst one, right? Okay, but two All and three, right. two and three are, you know, incredible. Should we watch both two and three? <laughs> I mean, I, you can, I would love you, to, but okay. I, I don't know if you guys are, are, are willing to do I'm such, willing such to. a thing. I'm willing to do that. I'll, I'll, fine, I'll check I'm out sure the conversations won't be <laughs> as like lengthy as, and extensive as the Spider-Man films. And we just did, we <laughs> just did five of them anyway. We just no did five way. of them. So, Wait, Do you know who wrote the, the screenplay for Madagascar 3, though? Uh, I'm looking at it right now. Persona. Noah Baumbach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. That's actually okay. hilarious. Okay. Okay. Oh god. Oh god. Well, you did it. Thank you. All right. At least, at the very least, at least it's out of the way. You know, I can't do it after it's been done. Right. And if you're doing them both in the same episode, I can never do another one again until the fourth one comes out, which is being made. <laughs> oh, there's a fourth one. <laughs> is there? Is it it's in made? production, supposedly. Yeah. Oh Christ. Jesus. Yeah. Of course. Why wouldn't there be? <sighs> okay. Yippee! <laughs> well, I'm happy that you're happy. <laughs> so, uh, nah, you guys, you guys are gonna love it. Yep. Nah, if, trust me. Uh, trust me on this one. If any of y'all listening at home want to join in on the discussion, if you don't want to be spoiled for Madagascar two and three, <laughs> uh, watch them. <laughs> watch them before the next uh, episode. Uh, we will be having a spoiler discussion. <laughs> it was worth it just for that. <laughs> it's. Uh, <laughs> Uh, thank, thank you for. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for, thank you for listening. listening to our podcast. If you want to support, if you the don't show, watch two and three, you're done for me. If you, I'll watch them. I'll watch them. Don't worry. If you want to support the show, head over to uh, sardonicast.com. Uh, sign up for premium. Two dollars a month will get you these episodes early. Also, patreon.com/sardonicast, and also we have merch. Mm-hmm. Links in the description. Thank you so much. That's right. Be sure to tune in next week and listen to us talk about Madagascar 2 and 3. Is this... We love you. Are these the ones that have that fucking I like to move it thing in it? Yes. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. Yeah, I like to move it. It's Ralph, stop it, Ralph. No, let's sing the whole thing. Wait, I'm going to pull it off. Oh, no. Do you know who did the soundtrack also with Hans Zimmer on Madagascar 2, though? Who? Who? Will I am? Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> okay. Well, shut the fuck up. Stop it. Stop it. We're gonna get copyright claims. Stop it. We're gonna we're gonna get demonetized. Stop it. Stop it. Stop. Stop. Turn it off so I can stop talking. All right. Thank you, everybody. Bye bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. We won't get claims for that. Bye. Bye. We won't get claims for that. Bye.